Fiasso. Okay. Here's the story. The last time that we all saw Shorzy, the boys came up just short of glory in the last game with the suit. Nat said that they had to win. Time to fold the team and pack it in and never drop the puck again for the Bulldogs dressed in blue. But as Nat and Shorzy talked that night, something wasn't sitting right. To fold a team so full of fight who couldn't stand to lose? The last four games were something strange. Parts were added, rearranged. The Bulldogs, they were being changed into something new. Shorzy's plan was simple enough. Veteran presence, bringing it rough. Line full of natives, redundantly tough, so everybody knew. Now they're different than the team they had been. They running them up and filling them in. And never, ever losing again. That's what they meant to do. Back to the start where it went off the track. They poked the bear and the bear poked back. But the Blueberry Bulldogs are on the attack for Sorzy Season 2. Tanya, you ready? Yes. Good, because you're fucking going. Yeah! Matt, you ready? Yes, yes, yes. Good, because you're fucking going. Yeah! Victor, you ready? It's not a goldfish. Good, because you're going. Yeah! That fresh produce stand there. That's a beauty. What do you listen to? My favorite murder podcast. Taggart and Torrance podcast. The produce stand. Ah, fucking sexy. It's Thirsty Thursday, and that means we are once again hanging out at the Produce Stand, podcast covering everything in the universe. Now, I know what you're thinking. There are many other Letterkenny podcasts out there, but this one is getting focused. I'm Al, your host, and joining me in the room, as always, is the lovely Tanya. And online, we have Squirrely Matt, the victorious victor. And joining us this week, he lives in New York City. He plays five instruments. He raps. He sings. In fact, he's releasing his first tracks himself in a month. He's an avid NFL, NBA fan, and Shorzy got him into hockey. His family's all actors, so he's a big TV and film buff. And he says Letterkenny and Shorzy are next level. Please join me making some noise for Gabe. Wondrous. Oh, my God. Welcome to the Protestant Gabe. Thank you. Thank you. So happy to be here. So great to finally meet you, by the way. <laughs> I know I've been emailing with you guys, mm-hmm. communicating back and forth for a long time. Thank you for putting up with the uh, the com- the correspondence. Oh, good. Oh, email? Good. You, we do. We have an email account. We do. Yeah. Well, we yeah. he's he's been a patron now for a while. By I don't the way, think thank the you collectively so much. we no, don't. Yeah. I think it's a I he. Do. Yeah. Does. Anyway, I've been <laughs> I've been chatting with Gabe and and I've been looking forward to meeting him because he's not on the Discord. He's he was kind of a you know a mystery to me until today until we we finally got to know you a little bit better and we're going to get to know you even better because this is your first time on the produce stand pod so i have to ask you all the standard questions first let's talk about uh, we'll forget about the sad news we'll talk about that later but first let's talk about when and where did you discover letter kenny so um hulu i'm an uh so since i live in uh new york in uh, the u.s um Mm -hmm. i discovered it on hulu like years ago but i never got into it until i saw shorzy um and then i started really getting into it and i loved the writing and the intros um and how clever it was yeah um and just uh you could tell that there were like inside jokes mm-hmm. um for that area and then it, it was um it was hilarious mm-hmm. um so yeah about a couple of years ago but then i really got into it when shorzy came out 
Well, you just hit like a reverse fan. Like you started with Shorzy and went backwards yeah. to Letterkenny. Yeah. 100%. Okay. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I'll take it. Well, and speaking of brilliant intros, let me just say kudos up front to our buddy Trace, who I, I'm, ass, yeah, I'm assuming Absolutely. he and Liz wrote that amazing uh, poem. That was in a limerick, but uh, the poem at the beginning there. Uh, and uh, Mind blowing. Yeah. And his re- read was, was amazing. Perfect. Yeah. Yes. Incredible. Yeah. So thank you for great that. Great job, guys. Um, you're in New York uh, and you discovered Letterkenny a while ago, but first to Shorzy. Um, when did you discover this podcast? Right after I saw Shorzy, because um, I was obsessed with Shorzy. Yeah. And then I started looking around. And then actually, I think it was your, because you did, you guys did some interviews with right. yeah. Uh, yeah. some of the cast. Yeah. And I love those. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started looking at the podcast a little more and I um, became a quick fan um, oh, of you. the, uh, we guys had things set up and then the produce stand and the reference to Letter Kenny. And um, it was all very clever and I love the dynamics. So um, I became a quick fan. Thank you. Appreciate you. I appreciate it. So what do you do in New York? I mean, I know you already read off your, your, your resume, resume there, but <laughs> I said too much. I said, wait, I was like, how, what do I put in here? Um, good, yeah. I, um, I work, I work for uh, American express, uh, but I do tech for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, my, I love music. And that's another thing that I love in shores is the music is just yeah. like very different than letter Kenny, but like banging. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's, and then Dolo obviously is a musician mm-hmm. as well. Uh, the character, um, and uh, yeah, that's what I do. I have a, I have a little dog here who's adorable. Um, but then I, uh, that's that's really all I do. I don't really have much of a life outside of that. But yeah, I'm a musician more than anything. So, you, but you, you mentioned in your in your intro that you drop, you're going to be dropping some tracks soon. Like where? Like on Spotify? Yeah, and people will say, "Oh, that's so cool! You must be like signed to a label or something." Mm-hmm. Like, no, anybody can do it. It's <laughs> right. not, uh, <laughs> well, we're on Spotify know. too, so you're right. Anyone can do it, but uh, yeah. not anyone can drop bars. So I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> do you, I can drop bars. Okay, and so, what's your what's your artist name on Spotify so we can look you up? It's actually what's funny is it's actually the name on my Patreon, which is Babe West. My oh. name is Gabe West. And okay. It's Babe West. Um, <laughs> so it's not on there yet, but um, in a month I'm recording now. So um, well, make sure you let up. us know, and then we'll yeah. we'll let everyone on our you know who are following us uh, know. And what's the absolutely. what's the uh, vibe or what's the yeah the style. genre genre? Yeah. Well, he's so a, a he's a, a a talking singer. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I, I'm a, actually more than anything, I'm, I'm a rapper, but it's um, I I've, I force myself to learn how to sing a little bit because I it's it's to get people to buy into it is always a little tough. But I love rhyming, and that's why I love your guys' intro too. Yeah. Um, Thank because the, the rhymes are great. Um, and that's why I love writing too, and rhyme schemes and cadences and flows. So, uh, but I also play instruments. So yeah, it's like alternative hip hop, but there's like a little singing and a little melody. I love it. I love it. One of my very favorite songs is, is one of those talking songs. It's a, it's a sunscreen. I don't know that one. Do I know that one? Yeah. You know that one. Oh, okay. Sunscreen. That one of the girl's favorite songs. No, no. That's the one where the, the guy says if, if uh, you do anything. Oh, that's not that. Yeah. It's not a rap song, but he's actually talking. He's talking, talk singing. When I say he's a talking singer, I'm making a a letter. He was was being coy. (laughs) (laughs) That's a talk singer. Is it not? Well, he's a rapist. Yeah, rapist. Okay. But you're thinking of what's his name from the 80s or 90s. Sure. That, yeah. What's that, his name? That, That's him. That goth guy that. Uh, I don't know if he's got spoken <laughs> word. Yeah. Zappa? You mean Frank Zappa? No, that's 70. That's like oh. 70s. No, like he he it's went my, on to direct movies and things like that afterwards and or act in movies. I've never I'm looked him to... up past the song. 
I'll remember. It will come to me. All, All right. right. You do that. I'm curious. Well, <laughs> welcome, Gabe. And uh, let's get this rig rolling because this is a while since we've had one of these kinds of episodes, uh, a review and recap episode. Homework. So been, been, yeah. We Chandler had homework. Had, yeah, she was so much she was so excited about that. So here we go. How are you now? Tonight's lineup is going to be Matt, Al, Victor, Tang, and our guest, Gabe, will have the last word. Matt, uh, what have you been up to? Not too much, oh, yeah. I don't think. Oh well, yeah, I know just a bit, a bit this and that, and uh, a little travel. Mm-hmm. It's been, uh, it's been, it's been wild couple of weeks. So, my uh, my youngest just turned four. Mm-hmm. My oldest is about to turn thirteen. So <gasps> that's fun. Wow. And we all went to Disney last week. Yay. So crazy. Yeah, it was. Uh, we survived. We we. And when you say Florida. all, that was a that was a big group of you. Who there who was eleven of us. Wow. At the peak. Yeah, yeah. 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 So myself, my my wife, my three kids. Uh, my parents, her parents, and then her sister and uh, fiance mm-hmm. all came. So oh we God. rented a five-bedroom house in Kissimmee, wow. um, so much and which fun. was which was really nice, and that worked out great. Having that sort of place to relax at night. Did we, it have a pool? It had a pool. It had a <sighs> pool at the house, and then there was a set, it was a gated community. Yeah. Apparently, it's really popular down there. There's all yeah. kinds of them around. Um, and they had the, a separate community pool with like a lazy river, a splash pad, arcade, all kinds of stuff for the kids. So it was great for the the pool days that we did. And then we did three chaotic days at Disney. So we did Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, and Animal Kingdom. Nice. Um, my parents in their 70s, God bless them, they trucked it out all three of those days uh my youngest and wife and her parents stayed back the second day from hollywood studios but my older guys we did three days back to back to back and uh it was it was intense they were long like 12 hour days we were there the moment they opened the gates and we were there right to the bitter end all three days um and what a place man like Mm -hmm. Even I was trying to explain to them because like we have Wonderland here in Ontario and outside of Toronto, which is an amusement park, right? Yeah. And it's fun. And my kids, I think, expected just another one of those, but I'm like, no, Disney's different. Yeah, like it's, it's very different. Yeah. They go above and beyond in mm-hmm. every experience. Their experiences, le- their attractions and experiences rest less rides. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think it took them a beat to catch up to that fact. Mm-hmm. Um, but once they did, they just loved it, right? Um, the, the other thing, I kind of, I kind of make light of it, and, and it, it's, it's sad, but we also, it works to our advantage. So my father-in-law is handicapped. Um, he, he's, he had a stroke years ago. Um, he's paralyzed, partially paralyzed mm-hmm. and you know, it, that's his life. We, and we always have to accommodate him, which of course we do. Um, but what worked to our advantage in this trip is they have this disability program where we signed up for, but the bonus of that was anything that he could go on. Yeah. We all just skyrocketed to the front of the line. Yeah. Oh my so, God. So like, which, you're going to the tower of terror, aren't you? <laughs> Oh man! So he didn't, he didn't come to Hollywood Studios, but oh. Magic Kingdom. Our whole day, we just basically go on our little app and yeah. schedule a ride and show up, and we yeah. go right to the front of the line, and which was amazing because most of the rides at Disney, when they're where it makes sense, are totally accessible. Mm-hmm. So we went on like the Jungle Cruise as an example, yeah, and they had a yeah. whole separate boat that they brought up that had a. A wheelchair lift that came and brought him right onto the boat, which was amazing. Uh, A couple, like it's a small world, had a whole separate boat for him to go on. And I was blown away at how accessible Mm -hmm. Disney was. So that was really nice to see. Um, So that was really fun. But I will say, and and I'm not, I'm not uh, uh, for or against Star Wars. Like I I enjoy it, but I'm not by any means a fan. But Mm -hmm. 
Hollywood Studios Galaxy's Edge is one of the most impressive things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Their entire section dedicated to Star Wars. It's literally like stepping into the movies. Yeah. Um, and their Rise of the Resistance ride or attraction end to end is one of the coolest things I've ever gone through. We did it twice because I'm like, that is just it's not a ride. It's an experience. Like mm -hmm. it's like a multi-phased adventure you go through um, fighting with the rebellion and up against the, I don't know. I'm going to get all the words wrong, but anyway, <laughs> Chad will, it's, will not approve. I know it for Chad. <laughs> fuck you, man. Yeah. yeah it's, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to talk it up here because yeah. it was just so surreal. Yeah. The detail they put into these things and the, like the, yeah, it was, yeah. it was, you can't, I'll never forget that that area of the park. When we were so there, um, I think they were still they were just finishing up that area of the park, so we didn't mm. actually get to see. Or just breaking ground, yeah. one or the other. No, yeah. I mean we could see some of it. Oh, being, in the distance, yeah. I do remember that. It was yeah. like, a, like so, but um, yeah, it wasn't ready when we were there, unfortunately. Mm. But um, yeah. yeah, it was absolutely well. And the only other thing I'll call about the trip that was really cool, we on our last day, we we the kids had never seen the ocean, so we um we we're trying to figure because orlando's like dead center of the state yeah so we're like either we go to the gulf coast or we go to the atlantic side ultimately we decided to go to daytona mm -hmm. and i'd never been to daytona it looks like it had a nice beach and i thought it'd just be cool to see daytona beach so mm -hmm. we made the hour and a bit trek out from our from where we were um and the kids got to go on the ocean there's jellyfish everywhere which they thought were well one of my kids was terrified of it sure. the older guy just thought they were cool they're all swimming. And then we go up in this like pier, this wharf beside Joe's crab shack or something. And right when we go out there, there's this dude. And I swear to God, I had to do a double take. I thought it was Sanguinette for a second. I thought it was Harlan. <laughs> um, he had just hooked like a four foot bull shark wow. um, off the top of the pier. Oh, my so God. We're like settled in. There was like 50 of us chasing <laughs> this guy around the dock, watching him for 45 minutes fight this thing. Just to have our all of our hearts broken at the last second as the line broke as it wrapped oh. around the pier when they uh. were dropping the net to try to bring him in. And we were just like, oh, he was sweating and fighting. But I swear to God, I had like a multiple takes. I'm like, is that Harlan? Like, what the fuck's he fighting a shark for <laughs> in Daytona? But um, it was really cool. And I said to my my oldest after, because he looked down and two seconds later, an even bigger shark jumped out of the water. And I'm like, dude. You were swimming right there. He goes, yeah, it's so fucking cool. He didn't say fucking. That's my embellishment. But he was, he thought that was cool. I'm like, good on you, man. Mm -hmm. um, so they they had they had the trip of their life, man. My kids just were high from the moment we got there to the moment we got home. And and that that was worth it for me, sure. everything we did, because they were just like, thank you. And the, uh, it was an unforgettable one. So, mm -hmm. yeah, quite an adventure. Now I'm back. And Amazing. It's cold. It's cold. Uh, the the <laughs> folks on the live stream are, are trying to figure out what Victor's background is. Isn't that Kennedy Space Center? Yeah, Cape Canaveral. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to uh, influence Matt to we take go. them to to an actual place with an actual mm -hmm. place where they went to space. We went on Space Mountain. <laughs> oh my god! You could have gone on the actual <laughs> space shuttle ride, which simulates what it's like to be on the shuttle. Why instead do I want to puke Matt's ridiculous from my trip. Uh, spacecraft? <laughs> Space Mountain. Anywho, but but the big question is: out of uh, out of the three, which one did yeah. you? Which out of the three parks, which one did you enjoy the most? I, I think it's. I mean, what 
where I'd say they're all amazing in their own way. Mm -hmm. Personally, I liked Hollywood Studios. Yeah. Um, I like the, like, there's a little I saw more you went thrill. to the same stunt show that we went to. It was a lot of fun. We, yeah. The Indiana Jones one, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. My, my yeah. middle guy, my, my, my guy, Reese, he went twice. So we went down to mm -hmm. lunch and there was another show. He's like, can we go back? So my mom took him and they, and they sat through the whole like half hour show again because he loved it so much. Uh -huh. And that is extremely impressive, that, that yeah. stunt show. That's yeah, it is. And the, the fact they do it multiple times a day, I mean, that's it's just insane. Yeah. There used it's to be an, another stunt show and it was uh, with Lightning McQueen and it was all with the cars and stuff. I don't think they did that one. Did that one anymore? Yeah. We somewhere. saw it like um, back when Owen was five. Oh yeah, yeah. but uh, my, not the last yeah. time we went. My only complaint would be there's a couple rides. So the new Tron roller coaster at Magic Kingdom, and I think the Guardians of the Galaxy one at um, Epcot, which we didn't go to, have these virtual queue arrangements. Mm -hmm. So how it works is you at seven a.m. You have an opportunity to get on the virtual queue, which I was there at 7.15 and I missed my opportunity. Like wow. that's how fast it filled up. Yeah. And then they open up the block again at one. So at one, I was refreshed, refreshed, refreshed. And I got the queue right away and I joined it. I was I was queue load 138. They were only boarding queue load 60, which meant I didn't get it. What it does is that whenever your queue load comes up, they notify you through the app saying, come to the ride now. Mm -hmm. I didn't get that notification until 7.30 at night. So six and a half hours later, wow. and then I got there and I'm like, okay, I'm all excited. And then I'm like, I saw the lineup still. So I said to one of the staff, I said, so I'm here now, but like, just like, give me a ballpark. What's my wait time? He's like, oh, still an hour, hour and a half. I'm like, what the fuck is the point of the queue? Yeah. Yeah. So we, we didn't have time to stick it out because it was too late. And yeah. so we missed, that was the only ride I really, I mean, cool. there's lots of rides, but I really wanted to do Tron and mm -hmm. that virtual queue just was so disappointing. Um, yeah, it's on the motorbike, right? You were like, yeah, riding. This was, yeah, yeah. One of the one of the light cycles you ride. It looked yeah. so badass, looks pretty them, neat. but yeah. their virtual virtual queue is not respect of anyone's time. It, it's I think it's well intended, but it's bullshit. All right, Matt, uh, that was Did your you time do was done. Avatar? I know. I'm I know. sorry. I'm sorry. Time was done. Matt, <laughs> Matt, we're gonna have to do dinner. <laughs> yeah, and later. I'm gonna have later. To, yeah. Or save some for next <laughs> next week. Uh, and I'll be really quick with mine because I don't have anything to talk about that isn't part of our news segment later. Just to say, been busy with work as usual. Uh, got some good news. One uh, nominated for a few podcast awards for the work podcast I'm doing, so that's fun. Um, and we'll talk about the other bit of news later in our news segment. Uh, so, Victor, how have you been? Um, oh, I remembered the spoken word guy, Henry Rollins from the 1990s. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So, so uh, Gabe, look him up. Uh, and, it was great. Yeah. 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 And it's for Tanya, actually spoken word, not rap. So there you go. Well, when that's what Al said, he said spoken word. No, Al word. wasn't. He was. was okay. The talking, anyway. talking, the talking singer. talking singer. Oh. That's when Coach was, was referring to Eminem as a talking singer, a rapper. Oh. It was a joke. All right. Anyway, yeah. Gabe, so you've got a little competition. <laughs> My daughter dropped uh, before you right. on Spotify. Uh, she dropped two more songs. Um, and But but the reason I'm talking about it is because the first one, it's called Sweetheart. Um, if you listen, go and listen. If you listen, you'll hear Pumpkin's Purr at the beginning of the song Aww. and at the end. Aww. And also at the beginning of the song, you, you, you wouldn't know. You have to have the inside scoop. But there's a recording of her and Pumpkin blowing kisses to each other, so it's very cryptic. And yes. and and then the song is kind of a little bit spooky, right in time for the Halloween and stuff like that. Um, 
it's anyway, it's very cool. Uh, it's not everybody's, uh, you know, um, drive kind of thing, but, uh, what's but, her, uh, what's know. her name so that people can yeah, look her, her up? Yeah. Natalie Rosalina. Rosalina. Natalie Ro right. Rosalina on Spotify. On Spotify. Yeah. And what are the tracks uh, that she dropped? Uh, the, the two tracks, Sweetheart, and the second one, I think it's a reprise because uh, she's using the same background, the same music, mm -hmm. but a completely different um, melody and singing cool. over it. And it's just a very short kind of a thing. So altogether, she's got five songs now. And I tell her, like, well, one more song and just release it under us like an album. Mm -hmm. and uh, EP. Uh, yeah, exactly. And, and go for it. Very cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to yeah, listening to it. Haven't had a chance yet, but I will definitely listen to it. Yeah, yeah. check it out. It's spooky. Okay. Nice. Um, it was Halloween a couple of nights ago, so oh, yeah. uh, we. <laughs> I was. I was nominated. Uh, well, it was it was a back to back? Actually, my daughter was um, uh, invited to a birthday party on Halloween Day. Um, so we did a Halloween birthday party prior to Halloween trick-or-treating. So it was a busy, busy, busy night. Mm -hmm. um, also on a school day. So yeah, and, and smack dab in the middle of the week. So that was, um, that was crazy. Um, you know, I, it, it, it occurred to me as you were uh, doing the, the lineup and uh, that we should, you, you guys should have gotten jacked for uh, this season. <laughs> I've been trying, I've been trying. Right? I've been trying to do the opposite, I think, <laughs> and succeeding spectacularly. <laughs> that would have been a lot of fun for, uh -huh. for me. For um, but uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm so excited. Uh, this is uh, homework has begun again and um, I'm, I'm excited to get into it. Yeah. All right. So let's, uh, let's keep this rig rolling. Gabe, how have you been? You know, I mean, we've just met you, but you mentioned in your in your intro too, but your whole family's are are actors. Like, what's that about? So yeah, there. I was born in L.A. Unfortunately, uh, they're uh, all actors, and it's uh, yeah, it's uh, why I'm not an actor because they're all actors. Okay, you learn very quickly. But uh, what it's like. But um, you guys know 2001: A Space Odyssey, of course. Yeah. No, no one's heard of that. You never heard of that? No, um, a little movie, a little indie film from mm -hmm. way back then. Uh, but no, my uncle was the uh, the star of that. He was David Bowman. And uh, what? my dad, yeah. And then my dad was in, um, yes, I don't know if you know the movie Mac and Me. It's like, yes. A, yeah, yeah. My dad was the villain in Mac and Me. It's like a whole classic now because it's so bad. Yeah. yeah. Your uncle's not like Adam West, is it? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> uh, honey is my cousin though so you know i guess that's not good um, can you imagine um but yeah no um so there is all like older actors and everything but sure. um whatever uh, that's amazing yeah. that's, that's really awesome. cool i went to school for uh video editing and everything which shorzy does incredibly um and letter kenny shout so. out drew mcleod yeah our buddy drew will be happy to hear that yeah so it's insane. Yeah. I was like, because the, the the and the differences between Letterkenny and Shorzy are just, but still both incredible with editing. Mm -hmm. But um, but yeah, no, no. So that's uh, so I love film and TV. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, I didn't actually get into Shorzy at first. Um, because I I didn't I didn't know about Letter I knew about Letterkenny, but I didn't know Shorzy was connected until I because mm. you saw the face on Hulu, just the right. big smile with the missing tooth. Yeah. Um, and then I finally got into it. And I'm like. Uh, and then there's a whole world and then you guys and it's uh, <laughs> yeah, amazing it'll be interesting to to get your perspective on things then yeah. where did you did uh were there always a lot of um discussions around the family table then of of acting and 
this person yeah. and that person and how their day was and everything? Yeah. So my, my dad and my uncle voted for like the Oscars, you know, cause they were part of the Academy. Oh, my wow. dad's highly, yeah. My dad's highly passed before the pandemic, but, um, he sorry, was, man. sorry, he was, he was older, but, um, it was, um, he used, they used to vote every year, um, for, and he'd get all the screeners and everything. Um, so every year we'd have all these debates about who's going to win what and things oh, like wow. that. Um, That's so, cool. so that was always fun. Yeah. yeah. So you got to watch the movies before like they were released or whatever. Wow. I was, that was the only reason I had friends in school at all. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I think my girlfriend in like eighth grade tried to like, cause you're not supposed to like pirate them. But she right. tried to like pirate, like copy uh, mm-hmm. eight mile when it came out. Cause she was like a big Eminem fan yeah. and uh, didn't, didn't work. No. Um, but yeah, it was, it, it was, it was very cool, you know, to be able to see that and got me into film and TV. That is nice. Trey cool, man. Thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, so, yeah, like I said, it's been, well, since last spring, since we've done one of these review and recap episodes. So uh, looking forward to this, uh, let's, let's, you know, let's, let's get some caffeine in us so that we can uh, put some, all our energy and effort into this. Let's listen to the, and Matt, don't worry, I'll spare you. Uh, somebody said they, they missed <laughs> listen, hearing Victor. So we're going to hear Victor. Hey there. Wait, what are we doing again? The sponsor read. Oh, okay. Wait, we have a sponsor. Yes. It's Eric. Oh, I know, Eric. He's a good guy. I know. Did you know he sells coffee? Yes, of course I... I think it's called Diabolical Coffee. Can we just... It's devilishly good coffee. You don't say. He also sells Diabolically Awesome Swag. Terrific. He's got a roast for all tastes. Is that right? Yeah, you can order whole bean, coarse, standard grind, and espresso. Espresso, but whatever. Hey, uh, (laughs) don't you and Tanya use K-Cups? You know we do. I think he has those too. Wonderful. Imagine if we could use promo code like produce stand to get 10% off coffee or merch from his store. Yes, that would be cool. Wait a minute. I just had a brilliant idea. What's that? We should get Diabolical Coffee to sponsor the podcast. We should? Yes. Why have we never thought of that before? I give up. Yes, thank you, Eric, for your support and Diabolical Coffee. And speaking of support, welcome to Not So New Twitter followers. We have uh, Sean Fitzgerald from Toronto, Suzanne Schwing from New York, uh, Joaquin uh, Zuniga from Long Beach, California, uh, Billy Billy from Canbury, Australia, uh, Fenian from uh, Boston, Massachusetts, uh, Curtis Jordan from Ontario, Larry Gilbert from Georgia, Mr. Service from South Park, GW from Cleveland, uh, Drive Slow, Corey Stratton from Wellston, Oklahoma, Justin J- DeJagger from Oshkosh, Wisconsin, um, Uber McGruber, uh, Cindy Day, <laughs> Nate Klein, Jojo, Muhammad Boleris, PJ Boston, Austin Adrian, uh, the dude at from this galaxy, Banam Set, uh, 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 oh, my, my French sucks, Banam Set Ors from um, Canada, Josh Joshua, uh, Jay Tedeschi, uh, Chris Mees, the sometimes sarcastic sorceress from Canada, my info, Mike Brim. Brim, uh, Brim Combe or something. Brim Combe from Bidford, Maine. Shanib from Iowa. Iowa. Uh, Jesus. Iowa. Christ. Iowa. No, that's not Iowa. The struggle that's, is real tonight. That's Ohio. Bud. Yeah. Ohio. Yeah, no, I, I need uh, some <laughs> diabolical coffee. Almost done I here. Should not help. Carter Prescott. Carrot Pod. A Karate Pod from L.A. <laughs> not Carrot. Uh, Tony Snark from Miami. Carrot Jacob pod. from. I know. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Jacob from Fargo, North Dakota, Tristan, Tristan Albers, Anna from the Midwest, Jay, Jeff Wilson from New Smyrna Beach, 
Florida. RJ McCall from Boone, North Carolina. Sylvie Stewart, that's our friend Sylvie from uh, Hi, Sackville. Uh, Dave O. Uh, Gary Smith, J, uh, from, just Gary Smith, sorry. Taco Knight from Ohio. Uh, Ian Davies from Houston. Bon, Bomani Wilson. The Keith from Alberta. Dave Van Kunet or something like that. Coughnet, maybe. <laughs> uh, Wicked Jimmy's. Jo Mama, Yo Mama. Uh, Lisa from New Orleans. The Bill Chuck Files from Sleepy Hollow, New York. And Lord Matt of Sealand from Nebraska. Thank you for following. Oh, man. And hopefully for listening. There's sorry a train. about that. Previously. On Letterkenny. So last week we rewatched the Letterkenny Halloween special, The Haunting at Modines 2. This week we finally begin our recap and reviews of Shorzy Season 2 with the first episode called uh, Get Em Focused. So, uh, Matt, have you done your homework? I'll have. I've done my homework. Victor, have you done your homework? Times three. Tanya, have you done your homework? Yes, 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 and, yes. And Gabe, have you done your homework? Yes. All right. Well, don't bore us. Get to the chorus. We open with a cold open where we left off at the end of season one with Nat and Shorzy sitting in the locker room after their loss to the Sioux and Nat asking Shorzy what he's going to do differently if she if she keeps the team going and Shorzy looking at the weights and then the cold open ends and we open with our uh, Shorzy logo and on the title screen. We uh, hear the song Pull Out by Death from Above, 1979, uh, and that begins, and we get a musical montage of the Blueberry Bulldogs clearing their bench in celebration. It seems they've won the no-show championship. Cut to team captain Shorzy at the trophy table, impatiently waiting for his picture to be taken so he can hoist the trophy and bring it to his teammates. <laughs> he finally does, and they swarm him in, to touch the trophy, and they gather for an on-ice team photo with the trophy. Cut to Nat, Meeg, and Zeke running down the hallway toward the locker room to join the, the team in celebration with champagne and pupper showers. Uh, cut again to the raising of the championship banner uh, ceremony. They've done it. The Blueberry Bulldogs are the 2022 no-show champs. Uh, the music ends, and we hear Shorzy saying that this... This team will never lose again. Scene two, it's time for everyone's favorite sports talk show, Questionable Call, brought to you by Bro Dude Energy Drink, hosted by Anique Arch Archambault, and uh, featuring panelists Tessa Bonham, Jay Onright, and the man they call R.A. They kick things off with an edition of Mike'd Up featuring our heroes, the Blueberry Bulldogs versus the Hicks from Timmins. Hey, how'd that corn come in, Appledore? Did she knee high by the 4th of July? Hey, you ever see any crop circles out there? Hey, when you're driving by a field of cows, how hard is it to not just pull over and rope one of them right there? Fuck you, Shorzy. It's entertainment value. I'll give you that. Tight competition, but the best stuff comes when they play Keller in North Bay. Holy fuck, Keller, did that sea get even bigger? Should sell ads <laughs> on that thing. Hey, you know what might look nice is some overhead lights right here. So put a missing kid on there, you fucking loser. I love those color changes too, but... <laughs> Put a missing kid on there. Hey, those boxes are coming darker. I can't believe they're fucking ugly. Are there any clips tonight? This is when we learn that ever since that loss to the Sioux at the end of season one, the Blueberry Bulldogs are undefeated. They swept the no-show playoffs to win the league. Jay Onright laments that uh, the National Senior Tournament was canceled. Otherwise, the Blueberry Bulldogs might have won that too. They were on such a heater. And the heater continues in the on into the 2023-24 season with the Blueberry Bulldogs on a 20-game win streak to start the year. If they win the final four games, they'll have a perfect season. Never done before in the no-show. The no-show. Uh, Michaels is the best goalie in the no-show. JJ Frankie JJ leads the, the league in goals. Tessa tries to bring things down to earth when she mentions the American expansion team that's just joined the no-show. And they're a bit of a handful. 
You know, only in the no-show could there exist two teams from the Sioux. Sioux, Ontario. <laughs> and then I didn't even know there was Sioux, a- Michigan, baby. Yes, the no-show is now a five-team league. Uh, Tessa says the Blueberry, Blueberry Bulldogs have spent the entire season humiliating the rest of the league on the internet, putting a, a giant target on their backs. There are four games left in the season, Timmins, North Bay, and a home and away against the Sioux, Michigan. Uh, the other teams are all dying to spoil the uh, Bulldogs' perfect season. RA thinks they have bigger problems. If you think Shorzy was bad last year trying to get his team out of, uh, out of the bottom, he's way worse uh, this year trying to keep them at the top. No one can pass the Bulldogs for first place this season. So essentially what they're playing for is the best team in the league uh, this year, or they can be the best team in the league ever. RA asks Anik uh, hypothetically, sure, what could go wrong? Next scene, cut to Shorzy in Nat's office, complaining that the Bulldogs are hammering too much ass. Uh, Nat says, uh, that's why they're meeting. Uh, there are too many distractions on the team. Their priority is the perfect season. Seriously, Nat, I want that fucking record, but like... I've got my priority straight. Sanger, don't be a pussy. But what, slut? But like, the boys are right up against it. Why? Well, one, we're on a 20-game heater. And two? There's an impossible amount of good-looking girls in Sudbury. Cut to a quick montage of the hot girls of Sudbury Instagram account set to the song Die With Pride by Luke Bars. Azig, Azig brings them back to reality. Seriously, Nat, I want that fucking record, but like... I've got my priorities straight. Sanger, don't be a pussy. But what, slut? But like, the boys are right <laughs> up against it. Why? Well, one, we're on a 20-game heater. And two? There's an impossible amount of good-looking girls in Sudbury. Nat interrupts Shorzy to remind him that she asked him to raise his game last year, and she will give it to him. Shorzy got jacked. Too bad all the dudes are ugly, though. I was just going to say, Z, your hair looks legit good like that. Yeah. But I still think way more dudes would be into me. Guilty. Sanger, don't be a pussy. She's my girlfriend, my guy. Yeah, but you're not going to be like... And <laughs> 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 uh, now Zeke's turn to interrupt Shorzy's moment of sincerity by telling him to tuck his fucking tampon string in. Uh, Nat continues to tell Shorzy that uh, he answered the call, but then he went above and beyond get, by getting the team jacked with him, which brings them back to the problem. The sluts are hammering too much ass. Amig uh, says they're top of the league on a 20-game heater and their most jacked team in the no-show. Can you imagine? Shorzy assures the girls that they can't imagine. Then we cut to another montage set to the song of Um by Lords of Dogtown, showing off all the hot, half-naked women who've been visited this, visiting the sluts' apartment. Uh, and then we get back to Nat's office, and Shorzy's stating they got more ass than Kellogg's has cornflakes. Uh, Nat can't help but feel entirely responsible. Shorzy agrees. She is. He looks over at a wall with calendar photos of all the sluts. If you don't want the boys in Snapper, definitely don't make us do a calendar of sexy photos. You're right. You're an idiot. I can't believe you got him to do that shit. That calendar is going to bite us in the ass one day, Nat. You look like such a fucking goof in that thing, Shorzy. See, you got a voice that goes up one side of me and right down the other. I've got a voice. Yeah, and a face that makes me go, ah! <laughs> uh, Ming's turn to interrupt. She says money from the calendars will help uh, fund their bid to host the National Senior Turner Tournament. Sanger compliments on her idea. The senior tournament won't get canceled again now. Uh, Megan Zieg reminds Shorzy that Sanger, uh, what the goal is, four games left for a perfect season. Uh, they're warned to keep the sluts focused. Nat wants that record. Make sure they get the message. Next scene, we cut from that scene once again to Shorzy saying, you're hammering too much ass. This time he's talking to the sluts in their apartment. Goody's hammering too much ass and Dolo's hammering way too much ass. Hitch wonders if he's chopped liver. Uh, oh, sorry. I missed <laughs> So chopped liver. Shorzy tells him Goody and Dolo are wheeling more than him. You ever have foie gras? Yeah, like Dolo wheeled the most. Good foie. Goody second. No. 
foie gras. And then you well in third. <laughs> oh, he's right rotted, he is. I'm not saying you're ugly, Hitch. It's not what I'm saying. Charitable of you, me son. I'm just saying you're the ugliest here. Lord Jesus. Uh, Hitch calls on his girlfriend, Bethany, to join the conversation. She comes out wearing nothing but lingerie and a house coat. Hitch asks her who she thinks the ugliest of the sluts are. Uh, Bethany says, Shorzy, of course. Dolo and Giddy think it should be a two out of three contest. So Dolo asks his girlfriend, Melody. She says, it's Hitch. Tying things up. But when Britt comes in from the other room to break the tie, saying that Shorzy is the ugliest of the sluts. Uh, from the kitchen, we hear a loud belch. It's JJ Frankie JJ eating a sandwich. Uh, that might have changed the voting, but... Hitch isn't sure about J.G. Frankie J.J. He's still bothered that he left the team last year to chase Laurence LaBeouf back to Quebec. Uh, Melody says that she didn't succeed in getting her back. Fritz says that uh, even Frank, with Frankie J.J. in the room, Shorzy is still the ugliest. So uh, Shorzy says he doesn't care. Next scene, cut to Nat's office. She, Meeg, and Zeke are admiring the Sluts calendar pictures. Nat admits that Shorzy looks pretty good. Meeg corrects her. Nat admits to putting too much Baileys in her coffee that morning. Zeke can't believe Nat got got them to do the calendar they got them to 50 percent full capacity bums and seats but 50 ain't 75 that pauses and asks the other two if they think michaels has been acting weird as zeke answers goalies are always weird not refocuses says that the wolves got some um i don't know what i wrote there uh oh got some the wolves the sudbury wolves got some kids out to games um and I feel like this is the first time they've acknowledged that there's another hockey team in Sudbury. Like I've never, I remember them ever mentioning the wolves on Shorzy before. So, uh, but anyway, I feel like this is the first time. Um, and anyway, that Nat loves to see all the kids at the game. She wishes that they could do that too. So kids in sports, stay off streets and drugs kill dreams. Nat uh, decides that they need to focus on the youth. So Zeke says uh, they, uh, she could uh, fucking puke at the calendar photos. Next scene, cut back to the sluts. Are we are we gonna chime in? Yeah. And, all right. Do you I not remember how this goes? No, I don't. Well, I don't. <laughs> in, all, in all fairness, you said we opened to be fair. Open, and then I was waiting for a break. I'm like, this is the longest cold open ever. Well, because uh, Shorzy doesn't have cold opens like Letter. Well, Kenny. you announced it as yeah. a cold open. I feel like this was like a run on talk. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get through this so we can have our. I mean, if there's something you want to talk it's about, because I it's because I took up too much time talking about Disney. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. yeah, he's course correcting for you. I, I'm trying yeah. to. Is there something you wanted to bring up before I I, I, I go on? No, Tanya interjected. I think I'm it's your wife that her. interrupted. Yeah. yeah. Is there I'm something you wanted to talk argument. about? I don't remember. We've uh, been through too many scenes. Right. <laughs> so take your notes. Let's cut back to the sluts apartment. Shorzy's also talking about calendars. He says good things about them. Is uh, is that none of them are too fucking ugly? Dolo agrees. They're a good looking group. Hitch says one day they'll wish they looked that good kind of funny it's like i come in i take my tarp off and then we had to take all your pictures again because you didn't have your tarps off didn't think of it all man because the bunny day so sure is he well if i'm abroad looking at a sexy calendar of dudes i'm probably hoping they have their tarps off too handy to game time for a maratoni amy son those calendars are gonna bite us in the ass one day boys at the Bulldogs game against Timmins, the sluts arrive for the game, still talking about the calendar, uh, how they're all greased up for the pictures. Well, if I'm abroad looking at a calendar of sexy dudes with their tarps off, I'm probably hoping they're greased down too. Just then, the gyms run past them, still in their work uniforms. They apologize for being late. They were playing Reach for the Top. My first production note here, Reach for the Top. Canadian, uh, do, have you ever heard of the, the Reach for the Top, Gabe? No, no. I was in news. Okay, good. Because so, it's a Canadian thing. So Reach for the uh, Top is a Canadian academic quiz competition tribute. for uh, high school students. 
There's also a game show on CBUT and CBC from 1961 all the way to 1985. And fun fact, Alex Trebek hosted the Toronto version of the show from 67 to 70. So, uh, and then in the early aughts, the national finals of Reach for the Top, the high, the high school competition, were still being aired on television. So back to Shorzy. Despite being interrupted by the gyms, let's continue to talk about the calendar shoot. Hitch remembers the spray tans they all got. Uh, Shorzy corrects Hitch. Dolo didn't get a spray tan for obvious reasons. Uh, scene eight in the Bulldogs. <laughs> did you want to say something, Matt? No. Just what are the reasons? <laughs> just I just laughed when you said Dolo didn't get a spray tan for obvious reasons. Yes. Uh, scene eight, the Bulldogs locker room. The sluts are still talking about the calendar. They all had their tarps off, except for the gyms who didn't lift a single weight, and they still might be the most popular of all the boys. Shorzy tries to get the players focused on their opponent that night. Fish talks about the gyms and the uniforms. Shorzy tells Hitch that Fish would be the ugliest guy in the room. He'd be a lot less ugly if he, were, if he was scoring a goal a game. But then we get back to the gyms and the uniforms. Well, like if I'm abroad looking at a sexy calendar of greased-down dudes with their tarps off, I for sure wouldn't mind a few rugged men uniforms sauced in there. Settle down. Fucking bake her right into the cake, eh, Jim? Yeah. Jim? Yes. Jim? Traditionally, men in uniform do pretty well with broads, but you should still ask them how to do the odd time, too. Scene nine, on their, <laughs> on their way to the pregame warm-up, Dolo asks the gym what reach for the top is, and Jim 3 informs Dolo that they run a trivia league at the jail. Uh, Shorzy tries to get the players refocused, but they continue to talk about the trivia. They play in teams of four. Inmates play against each other, but the guards also have a team of four. Michaels asks them who their fourth teammate is, but Shorzy interrupts them to remind them why they're there. Tim and Timber Kings, boys, let's get that fucking record. Uh, at the pregame warm-up, Liam and Corey are in the stands with cameras to catch all the chirping action. They're communicating with walkie-talkies. Corey's making fun of Liam for having his walkie-talkie <laughs> clipped to his shoulder. I'm not doing that. Why not? Because I've never seen a guy with a walkie clipped to his shoulder getting his dink sucked. <laughs> uh, we're treated to what scenarios did he actually see it getting sucked <laughs> but you, maybe you'll have to ask Corey yourself then we're treated to uh, Shorzy's pre-game warm-up chirping routine found your way out of the corn maze hey Appledorn you fucking loser coming for that streak bud hey Bill Gates buying up farmland around you guys too or Wearing number eight for the Timmins Timber Kings, Mervyn Emmanuel Moses. What a moment for this young man, as it is no doubt the greatest moment of his entire life. Hey, which one are you, fucking Elmer Isaac Ezekiel? You're dead. You're dead. No, I'm, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. I'm serious. I'll fucking kill you, Shorzy. All right, first shift, we kill each other. <laughs> After the warm-up, the Bulldogs are back in the locker room getting psyched for the game with the usual, are you ready? Good, because you're going Yahoo. Uh, next scene, musical game montage set to the song Fubar by Suruda. Uh, scenes from scenes of the Bulldogs roughing up the Timmins players and sh uh, sh snowing their goalie. Uh, JJ Frankie JJ scores first. Jim three knocks down the eldest Apple dorm in a fight uh, to set the tone. And the Bulldogs win easily to nothing. Nad, Meeg, and Zeke are walking towards the locker room, recapping the game. Another win, another shutout for Michaels. He's been acting weird lately. Goalies are always weird. As they approach the locker room, they can hear Shorzy tearing a strip off the team. He's not happy with the win. Listen. We thought he was bad trying to get us out of the bottom. He is way worse trying to keep us at the top. Cut to the locker room. Shorzy's batting sticks out of the hands of and mouths of his players, berating them for not doing enough. You want to chit-chat with Appledore? 
between plays? Go fuck him up the ass and get it over with. We only get fucking two on the Timmons Timber Kings. Half these guys work a fucking 12 hour shift. We only get fucking two. We've got the fucking Yanks We're next week. We've got the fucking Yanks next week. That they're over there with a bag of trans fats having a good fucking laugh at us. Hey! You only get a stick if you play more than five minutes. The useless don't get a stick because the rest of you can only get two fucking tucks. Fish! You used to get a goal a fucking game. How many did you get tonight? Zero. Huh? Zero. In the game before that. Zero. In the game before that. Zero. In the game before that. Zero. You don't get one either. But they didn't get any. Yeah, but we're for fucking Michaels. The streak could be over. Thank you, Shut Martin. the fuck up, Michaels. Do nothing leaves the worst lead in hockey. <laughs> hey, quit playing the puck so much. Ain't your fucking Marty Turco? And the, yellow, the yelling continues. And then final scene, cut to the Peddler's Pub, an actual pub in Sudbury that we've been to. Uh, the players are all there with their girlfriends, except for Michaels, who's just standing there alone, pathetically facing the wall and drinking a beer. And Nat, Megan, Zeger watching him. Nat wonders if he's all, uh, if he's, um, I don't know what that means. But anyway, Nat wonders if he's okay. Meeg says he's acting weird. Zeg adds that the goalies are always weird. Uh, then they turn their attention to the sluts. Two goals on Timmins. I swear Frankie wasn't talking two a game. Frankie's on top of the world. Look at them. No wonder they have no legs in the third. They already played a period between sheets. Burks of being number one. Too many distractions. Sure he's on it. You know he wants that fucking record. Look at you. Go home, you're drunk. Shorzy is a dumb, ugly slut. Okay, she's back. Dumbest, ugliest slut we've got me. I think she was still in there. But that dude commits. Loves to win. Hates to lose. Doesn't matter how long it takes to get it. He wants it. He'll work. Guess the rest of them just have to decide. Yeah. Do they want to be the best team in the league this year? Or do they want to be the best team in the league ever? Better decide quick. Mm-hmm. Because they're coming. When Nat says they're coming, we cut to a shot of the American Sioux team in training. And we fade to black. All right. That was the episode. Now, if we think back to our lineup, Matt, you get to go first. And remember... Right now, you're just going to talk yeah. about you, what you thought of the episode. You're not giving a rating yet. You're just giving us your points. Yeah, it was a hell of a cold open there, huh? <laughs> This is episode <laughs> 200 and what? <laughs> oh, man, there's so much to unpack on this one. Um, so I'll, I'll pick a few points because I'm sure everyone's got lots to talk about. Um, out of the gate, I was thrown off by the timeline jump. It it definitely i didn't see that i you know anytime you come into any season you know this one's story driven you're wondering where they're going to go with this um i think we all in our heads are like okay we're going to pick up we're going to see the playoffs and see how this pans out i mean that's what i assumed um and then we jump so i'll be honest i was thrown off by it and Mm -hmm. it took me a minute to sort of come up to grips i'm okay no this is what we're doing um but on the other side of it i got over it pretty quick um I was okay, you know, like they always say, set the tone. So they very quickly set the tone through the, uh, what's the, the commentary guy, like like Tessa and Anik mm-hmm. and, and Henri and them, um, set the tone just like they did in season one and let you know what's up and, and, and kind of filled in all the blanks of what we needed to know. So I got over that um, and moved into it. I did wonder... Um, why the decision to not make Ra a target again 
in that discussion mm. happened. Because, you know, last season, like, Anik wouldn't even let him speak mm -hmm. without just, right. just digging into him. And there was none of that. So clearly there was a decision that they weren't going to do it this one. I thought that was pretty funny in the last season, but mm -hmm. I'd be curious to know what why they left that one aside and just carried on um like they were all a big happy family so that was just an observation mm -hmm. and i think i'm probably not alone on that um the opening i i love the opening montage so again once i got beyond the the timeline thing and and when you see them win the championship i loved everything about it but i i, I have to say i couldn't take my eyes my eyes off kiso his um physical humor and and in that opening like mm -hmm. when he's about to grab the trophy and he's like bouncing yeah, yeah, up and I down waiting yeah. for the yeah. go <laughs> holy hell and then when he grabs yeah. the trophy and hugs it on the ground yeah. and like he just sold that whole sequence mm -hmm. um phenomenally and i i, I watched it multiple times just because i couldn't stop laughing at him and how he how he played that one out so that was really good um now we have the different storylines happening too, right? So the calendar thing, um, again, I've seen a bit ahead, but even as I watch this, um, I, I was like, okay, there's clearly a gimmick they're playing here with the calendar. Where is this going to go? But I also couldn't kind of help laugh when they were going about how this calendar and the, and the tarps off, a greased off. And then they have the whole conversation about wanted to make sure we draw on the kids. Mm -hmm. So there was a weird connection to about using yeah. these calendars and, yeah. And, and and have naked guys to sell this and then bring the it, it made me laugh i'm like this is such a weird connection and a couple uh, of different times shorzy has said this calendar is going to come back to bite us in the ass so you got to think right? so yeah. maybe that i haven't finished the season so yeah. i don't know or maybe that's later but yeah so he said that and then some of these conversations i'm like they they feel intentional everything yeah, yeah. Intentional. yeah. 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 where where's this going um the JJ storyline, I was a little confused. I think they kind of breezed over that. Mm -hmm. um, and, and maybe more comes back later. But I think we all had, and maybe it's just the way we position it in our own heads and our own discussions. We thought there was going to be a lot more behind that. But they're kind of like, oh, we're here in the future. He he ran off, chased her, and now we're here. So um, I didn't know what to expect with that. I, I, maybe I had this opinion that we were going to get more out of that. But it is what it is, and and I'm I'm glad they're all back. And I'm glad he's back, of course, because yeah. he's such a player. Mm -hmm. Um, the other one, I'll, so two two last things I'll close. One, um, actually three. Corey and Liam, their new positions in the crowd, mm -hmm. I thought was brilliant. Mm -hmm. They them off the ice in that setting, their bench. I hope they keep playing that that angle because that the mic'd up thing. They're doing that one. That was some of my favorite banter of the whole episode. Was those short little clips of those two going back and forth. Um, the music, amazing in this episode. And I will call out, I, I know um, Max Buffard posted it first that I saw it, but Crave Canada on their Instagram posted the uh, soundtrack lineups for every episode in a post a couple weeks back for Shorzy Season 2. So anyone who is curious, yeah, look up. There's look a, up I think Crave. there's a, a Shorzy Season 2 Spotify playlist that you can. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and they've got them listed in a post as well, mm -hmm. uh, like six slides, all the all the music from each episode. So if you're curious, check them out. I, I know I did right away. Mm -hmm. um, and then the last thing I'll, I'll quickly say is Shorzy's intensity is through the roof and i don't know if i love it or it's throwing me off or it's just the pressure getting to him and he's just off the hinge but it it's a next level intensity where i'm excited to see where it goes and how he controls that um 
but yeah, no, it's a, it was a fantastic all in. I'm loving the start to this. There's a like a lot going on. They're unpacking a lot. Mm-hmm. Line of the episode, though, to me, subtle, goody, when he says, no, foie gras. Right, because <laughs> uh, Dolo says his his uh, his tagline, <laughs> un foie, and he's like, yeah, no foie gras. That, that, when he responded with the, no, it's foie gras, I, I died. So anyways, that, I'll, I'll leave. I'll, there's lots more to go, but. All right. Next. I love it. Yeah. I'm Thanks ne- for keeping it short, Matt. Yeah. I'm next. <laughs> well, he's not talking Disney anymore, so we're good here. All right. <laughs> Let's see here. Um, so we're back to Kiso's habit that he, he he had in Letterkenny of completely like setting up amazing cliffhangers and then completely abandoning them, abandoning right? them at the beginning of the next That's season. That's a better way of putting it. <laughs> and and so I was a little I was a little disappointed in that. I'm like Wait a minute. So that whole thing, the, all, the whole last season led up to that. And then we're just in one quick, very short, cold open. We're just going to say, oh, and then they went off and won the no show, like undefeated. Like they won every game. Like You know what I mean? It's like, huh. And so JJ, Frankie, JJ abandoned his team. There's no comeuppance there. What the hell? I, yeah. I know Hitch brings it up and, and Hitch was was uh um you know he brings it up in that in that scene in the apartment i'm like okay good now we're gonna hear mm-hmm. some no nothing is is so yeah i'm like what's going on here the stakes that they're bringing bringing on this season uh do they want to be the best in the league or the best ever I'm like really <laughs> that's like that's the range we're going for here yeah uh, it's, it's not an ego. It's ego tripping at this point. Yeah, like it just kind of. Well, a, when you get that close and you've won already that many, look, I, I understand. Then really, yeah, I, I understand that Kiso's probably trying to go for a different kind of storyline. Like I think it's been overdone. We're like, will they win or lose? No, this is will they win or will they just win more? Like I feel like <laughs> he's setting up these stakes. The stakes are kind of weak. Now I'm I'm, I'm hoping that it gets better. Uh, in terms of the stakes, but right now it's like, yeah, I know I'm getting a blue spatula from Victor. It's just like, okay, uh, th- this season is all about whether they're going to win or they're going to be perfect. I'm like, <laughs> cause and they've already established they're going to win. No one can pass them anymore. Like they've, they've had a 20 game win streak with four games left. They're the first place team. So no one can pass them. So the only thing, bad thing that could happen to them is that they lose their perfect season, which I get that, Shorzy is intense enough that that would really bother him. But as a viewer, I'm like, huh, whatever. You're going to win the league. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I can feel bad for you if, if you don't get your perfect season. But anyway, I'll be interested to see where that goes. Um, so Matt, when you, when you talk about pressure, I'm like, I don't feel like there's any pressure. Like, I, well, he he's putting it on himself. Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Now, and and it's fine. You don't need huge stakes. Like one of my favorite shows during the pandemic was Hollywood. I think it was called Hollywood. Uh, we, it was only one season. A great show. Like it was a period uh, piece about Hollywood and the and it was like a reimagining of of history. Basically, if every if Hollywood wasn't so sexist and so racist and stuff, what it would what it would be like. And that whole show, there were no stakes in that show. Nothing ever really went wrong. Like uh, it, it went wrong a little bit, but in the very next episode things resolved really quickly. And that's kind of what I feel is happening here is like, uh, like, I don't know, the stakes are kind of weak, but whatever. Um, 
watching this, uh, Liam, like after we interviewed, uh, um, Oh, yeah, the actor who played Liam. I kept on watching him for for, for signs that that he was in pain because when we interviewed him, he talked about how he broken his oh, jaw. Right, right, remember, right. and yeah. that throughout the whole, he was like drugged up because he was in so much pain. And I saw not, none of that. And I've you know I've actually like tweeted out to him and, and said, "Hey, I've watched the episodes and I'm really impressed with how well you hid the pain." He's like, "I was I was in a lot of pain," but uh, well done there. And somebody I forget who on the Discord group brought up the theory that big sexy only says tit fucker when JJ Frankie JJ's name is mentioned. And I'm watching now very closely. And in, in this episode, it tracks like we only ever hear tit fucker when JJ Frankie JJ is being called upon or when he speaks himself. So it's really interesting. It's like Shorzy has trained his bird to only say tit fucker when JJ's involved. So maybe that's Shorzy's like, a uh, very, very passive aggressive way of getting JJ back for abandoning the team. Oh yeah. It was Casey who said that. Thank you, Casey. But anyway, those are my kind of initial, <laughs> initial thoughts on, on this uh, episode, Victor. All right. Um, so before I rip into you, uh, <laughs> this, this, this episode was uh, actually uh, kind of special because I, I had just come back from the Sioux mm-hmm. when oh, that's right. we watched yeah. the first episode. The Canadian Sioux, but yeah. The Canadian Sioux. And mm-hmm. I had no idea that there was an American Sioux until I went to the Sioux. Right. And it was right there. It was across the, across the river. Oh, so they're like bridge. neighboring cities. They're, they're like, yeah, it's like okay. looking at Detroit from Windsor for those of you who've been to Windsor mm-hmm. um, or Detroit. Uh, anyway, um, it's, it's, so they're right next to each other. Um, and, and, and apparently it, they're very, very similar cities, except it's a little more touristy on the U S side where oh, really? there's, you know, fudge shops and things like that, okay. where there's nothing touristy <laughs> on the Canadian side, mm, um, fudge, let's and, go which, there. which is a bonus, right? Cause that's, it's like, it was nothing this, says tourism, like fudge. <laughs> the Sioux was so good. Like it was such a, it was such a good time. Like mm. it was I'm ready to live there anyway. Um, so that was like a really neat episode because, you know, they were kind of just talking about that. Um, anyway, so getting into the episode uh, and the opening, I thought I was really, really happy to see the mon- montage because I feel like he's so listened to me. Right. The, uh, because because no, let me tell you. Okay. Uh, let me tell you. So, you know, one of my biggest beefs with episode one, season one was the premise the premise that they're going to shut this le- uh, shut down the team that's already in a three league three team league how mm-hmm. could the league even exist four team it was a four team, four team. oh if they so, shut it down it'd be three if gotcha. they shut it down right. it's a three team league it's right. like what what are you talking yeah. about and so so that he <laughs> but Kiso heard leave. you and he and he yeah, called you out on that yeah. he said yeah, i better move away from this premise and just you know <laughs> like you know shake my head and and listen to this dude and I, i'm really you know what it takes a big man to do that and uh-huh. i really appreciate that about him so mm-hmm. that's really really good i have to give him kudos for that um and and so You're really just great trying opening. to avoid another headlock saying you're welcome everyone for a fifth team well you know we still have we still have another uh, letter kenny season to get into but. i wonder if that was kind of a, a not a shot but maybe a callback to the cfl too because cfl only had nine teams and two of them had the same nickname it's different when it's two cities having the same name but in the cfl it was ottawa rough riders and the saskatchewan rough riders it's like That's right can't right. one yeah. of you ottawa, guys i think finally changed yeah, changed yeah. their name but, but uh, anyway yeah. um so I, and that's all i'll say I, yeah. it was it was a really it, it was a great opening it set the scene let's move on let's make a premise that's a little easier to digest mm-hmm. and it was a great episode okay 
Tanya. All right. Um, I'm looking to be educated. So in questionable call, and but but before I say That's what it was called. Questionable call. Questionable call. But before I say, finally, 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 we get to talk about this because mm-hmm. we have had it for a month now. Mm-hmm. It was released That's in right. Canada yeah. and it wasn't released in the States. So this has been a long, long, long time mm-hmm. holding our tongues and not saying anything. And finally we can talk. So that being said, questionable call. So is there audio of of hockey players chirping? Is that a thing? Or is that just the story? There, there are thing? Yeah, there are videos of mic'd up players on like YouTube and stuff, but that generally they don't mic players up that they know are going to be swearing like sailors like letter like uh like not in the show either like the nhl i don't think it's exaggerated it's exaggerated but but it's 100 percent a thing it It is a thing yeah it's a thing yeah because i'm like how would you ever like because when you're watching like baseball Mm -hmm. like you don't hear what they're saying when they're no but sometimes they they might mic up uh, baseball players too it's actually i love it when they do that because you get to hear what's going on in the game and and Often but, it's really funny. Like it's really but, good. But you don't understand. It's not about what you hear as a fan. It's about what you experience as a hockey player. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what it's about. This is this is for that the chirping is really specifically for people who grew up with hockey. I was just trying to I, I was just trying to read like if the questionable call, like how far fetched is it? Is it's it not, something that No, if you watch TSN Sports Center or whatever, they'll sometimes have oh, and we we Put a mic on such and such a player. So that's the thing. Yeah. But what they'll do is they'll edit, they'll edit clips together and make sure that you never hear them swearing. Yeah. Yeah. They'll do it in the all-star games now, but people know to keep it clean and stuff like that. Exaggerated. Yeah. Yeah, for for sure. sure. Because like, yeah, Shorzy um, being mic'd, Mm -hmm. that would be. uh, Yeah. In this case, they mic him because they know he's going to be. Every other word. Yeah. 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 Junior hockey, it's a lot more prevalent than in in the show. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and so, and, and now educate me some more. So Shorzy and the way he keeps them at the top, um, like just, just making things even worse for them. Is that an actual motivating technique to, to go? Sure. If you're uh, what, what's that football coach's name that, uh, oh, Knight was it Bobby Knight or whatever. Yeah. There's, there's, there's motivators well, out there who. You don't have to go into football. Oh, you're right. Mike Keenan, look, look, I think. Look, yeah. look at the coach that basically Shorzy is named after, Eddie Shore. That's right. Yeah. He was that's he was a brutal coach. He was a and if, was he, if any of you any of you seen the um the Don Cherry uh two-part movie, uh there's in the there's a great example of that. And I think that's you know, um I think <laughs> I think a lot of origins of Shorzy are laced in Don Cherry's uh it's an old uh, school like, coaching course. mentality. There's a lot Is of old right? school coaches that would, would oh, yeah, tear strips off their players. They'd say, it's fucking embarrassing. Yeah, coach, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's so intense. Just like uh, Matt was saying, he he's taken it definitely to the next level. And he's it's so intense. Um, funny in some ways, but really intense in others. And yeah. it's like, wow. like That's that last scene where he's like, slapping the the cones out of their right. hands it's hard to laugh in any of that scene because he's being like really really angry and stuff and yeah. intense yeah that's that's like hey uh, yeah. the, the whole thing about about uh asking the guys not to uh have sex or anything like that that was a real thing that eddie Shore oh, yeah, yeah. Told, told the uh the boston team mm-hmm. that or uh, uh americans uh what are rochester really? 
Uh, yeah. Rochester, he, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, that he told the team, he told the wives not to have sex with their no. uh, yep. men. And we're talking yeah. like the fifties and sixties and what? stuff like this is back. Not fifties. It was in the sixties and seventies. Sorry, Victor. I was 10 years yeah. off. Oh my. <laughs> wow. 50 years ago, 10 years off wow. or 60 wow. years ago. <laughs> okay. Um, everything that, uh, Matt said, I agree with it. Um, the, <laughs> nothing I said, well, you know, some of, um, but yeah, the, Take it in, Al. <laughs> the uh, uh, timeline jumping around, um, winning the no show, the championship. The one thing that, uh, and, and your comment about the RA um, and uh, love about uh, the the com- the comment about bouncing, um, you know, how excited uh, Shorzy was about mm-hmm. getting the trophy. Um, <laughs> and, and I do agree with you as well, Al, the, the, Breezing over the JJ Frankie JJ, like I just wish that we had got a little bit more of what had happened it's there. Episode one, you don't want to blow your load in the first episode. Sure, that's fine. They touched it, on it though, and then it, they just jumped off away from it just as quick. And we saw him in the background, and it was just like, okay, so what did happen? Like, yeah. did he? All we know is that he he, he, he chased he Le, uh, uh, Laurence LeBeouf to Quebec, but couldn't get her back. Came back and they won this no show, so maybe winning heals all wounds or whatever. But yeah, it's so it- I have a small theory, but I'm not gonna. I'm just thinking I'll bring it up at a later episode because there's more in this season that unveils something. You're not allowed to talk about yeah. it. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I'm just saying. I, I just want you to remind me because mm-hmm. I think there's a bit of a theory on this one that there may have been a change in in direction. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I wanted to say I agree. Uh, Corey and Liam in the crowd, fantastic. <laughs> it was fun. Um, Fragua is gross. Don't don't try what is it. it? Fragua. What are you talking? It's pate. It's basically pate. No, it's weird. It's it's not pate. I love pate. Pate is good. Fragua. I've had fragua. It tastes no, like pate. To me. No, it tastes like jelly. Weird texture it's it's very it's like not duck right fat or something like that it's no you d- probably have like a moose version of it it's like a moosey weird no because i like yeah. moose too no the frog wall was different and it was gross don't and know. don't do it people um michelle uh, on the live stream says yum she likes it really? was it was it was it like at a mcdonald's or something it was on was my steak no no it was like we <laughs> were <laughs> well no. you know like they have, like, they have that lobster sandwich i mean whatever yeah they, they i did. was <laughs> i was nowhere where there was a frog trace says it's mix. goose liver I don't know, anyway. it, it yes. i don't even know what it, it was on my steak and it, we, we were it's at a very goose. nice uh restaurant and i thought hey well try it and no, no just no um the one thing though i wanted to ask i felt like there was a jump back and forth back and forth there were they were like in the locker room talking about the game on the way out to the ice at the ice and then we were back in the yeah, in the locker room because the first again. time they're on the were ice they're, flashing they're, back, no, they're, i got lost no the first time they're on the <laughs> ice is the pre-game warm-up so they do that they go out they get a sweat on come uh, back and then the then then they wait for the I'm game like, to what start. What the hell did I miss? Dan, I, I, I'm they... not gonna lie. I'm with you, but I was a little confused for a second. Go you were sports. too. Okay, because I was like, <laughs> weren't we just on the ice? Why are we back yeah. in the locker room? Is this the second game or is this the first game? And where? No like, sticks for you. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I, had, I had a moment. I'm right there with you. Okay, good, good, good stuff. Good All stuff. Right. Cool. Are you, are you good? Fucking embarrassing. Fucking embarrassing. Sports balls. Go, go sports balls. Gabe, what what did you think of this episode? Yeah, so uh, you guys said a few of the things that I was kind of feeling, um, but the uh, the bouncing, first of all, the character is mm-hmm. is I just like it was 
it, that's what makes Shorzy and the production and Letterkenny so great. It's like they really get into the characters and the writing and the production, everything about it, the set, everything is the same. But what you guys said about the time jump, I was like, absolutely. It, 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 I think it does make sense given like they got them stud, they got the studs mm -hmm. and they got them focused a little bit, like working out or whatnot. So like I wasn't completely taken aback, but I was like, okay, I wish we had seen that. Yeah. Um, but it was, um, yeah, it was like, okay, cool. They're, they're doing well. What's, what is this season going to be about? And it's mm -hmm. like, oh, being the best ever. Interesting. Um, I will say this. I think that the, the screaming from Shorzy was way out of character. <laughs> oh, like, you I mean in the locker room? Yeah. I thought you were meaning the right, the, was, yeah, was, or the whatever the little yelps that he makes. And no, you're talking about the the yelling, yeah, yeah, the yell, yeah. Because what I actually when I was thinking about doing this, I was like, am I allowed to say anything? Negative? I think I'm gonna say something negative. Like that was to me. That was like, well, I was like, whoa, okay, mm -hmm. this is yeah. a little. No, I mean, we do all the time. This is an opinion piece, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. What are here for? If you listen to our, this is our, not a fan yeah. show. This is yeah. this. Okay. Is, if you listen to our reviews of Letter show. Kenny, <laughs> often Victor's slamming Letter Kenny. Uh, okay, I don't watch. I, again, I haven't watched in a while, and yeah. uh, I don't watch a lot of after shows. And sure. I'm, I'm glad that I can be more objective. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, absolutely, no. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, I, yeah, I was just way out, and it was just like um, it wasn't funny. But then I was like, I hope that's not. I I do know a little bit more. I saw few more episodes maybe yeah. um but <laughs> i won't talk, talk about them, them. Yeah. i'm not i'm not i swear yeah um but uh but i I'm, i was like damn is this gonna be the whole season like yeah. this, you know what i mean yeah. um but uh that said um i uh i was happy to see them do well it was kind of cool because then a lot of these shows i feel especially these days i feel like a lot of tv shows have the main characters need to go through some turmoil yeah and like to see them like hey they did it they killed it you know they did really well and now yeah. they're like the top um especially after last season where yeah. they're like struggling so much yeah. and so maybe that's cool. where the stakes come from how how shorzy deals with this right but for now right. I, I can't get invested either way is like big deal you either win what or do you're mean perfect big deal do you see how emotional he got when talking to nat and the fact that she didn't fold the team and she gave him a chance no i, he, I yeah i understand like, that part he, there's 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 a lot of trauma there inside yeah. Yeah. plus you have to remember how did chorzy get to be the way that he is yeah and that you know so so a lot of the things that he went through and that he learned about how to motivate motivating quotes mm -hmm. uh is is now what he's that those are the tools that he's using on his team and yes it's sanguinette's team but it's his team right right no, you're so, right. Yeah. so you I, know, I agree I, I agree so if if the stakes i'm looking for are with how shorzy deals with things then you're right they're they're a little higher there uh just overall i'm like that's it like it's either yeah. you, you're a winner or you're perfect. Like that doesn't seem to be too much of a, anyway, sorry, Gabe. Go it's on. A, yeah, no, 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 no. And it's yeah. the first episode. Yeah. So yeah. other things may be introduced, you yeah. know, or what have you. Um, but yeah, it was just like after last season though, seeing them just like struggle, mm -hmm. you know, especially against these other teams, it was cool to see them do well, yeah. but then it's like, yeah, where are they going from here? So mm -hmm. I do think the, I didn't know what it was called. Again, I'm new to hockey, so I didn't know it was called the tarp. Uh, or they, or in Canada, they call them tarps. That was pretty funny. That's just Don't a, worry, I didn't know Just a, another word. For <laughs> it's, it's, it's hockey speak for, for shirts. Like, take your shirt, your tarp, tarp off. So it's just, yeah, if you're topless. Yeah. Cool. Um, no, no, that makes sense. You can also uh, use that for, for a car. Yes, of a course. A car? Uh, <laughs> wait, a car? Like a, like a, a car? A car that you drive. Mm -hmm. You take, you take oh, your tarp. Like, tarp we don't even have. We, we don't That's all right. Victor doesn't drive either, so I don't know why <laughs> no, he's no, trying. No, 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 no. <laughs> a license, but I don't. I'm horrible to drive. It's bad. Um, well, but, you're in um, New York. Why would you drive? Mm -hmm. Why would you drive? <laughs> yeah. 
Um, on the Upper East Side, it's just like they don't need it unless uh, you're driving subways. <laughs> it, exactly, which is a whole other thing. Um, but I will say this: um, one of the reasons I fell in love with Letterkenny and Shorzy, mostly Shorzy, mo- more so, is because I love the chirping. Like I was <laughs> dying when he said, um, "If." Uh, I can almost see it with the, your visors are so dark and almost see how fucking ugly you are. <laughs> I was like, I was di- like, the chirping just gets me all the time. I love it. Um, and like the, uh, the, the, he does it so well with like the Hicks and, or I don't know if you call them Hicks, but like, um, it's just such a, uh, like the people that live in the middle of nowhere, just yeah. like he, like if that's, he gets any bigger, he puts some headlights on it. It's just so good. <laughs> so I thought I'm really happy to see that again. Yeah. Um, the, the, the one thing I do love about letter Kenny too, sorry, Shorzy and letter Kenny, mm-hmm. mostly Shorzy though, is how quick the dialogue is. Mm-hmm. Um, I love 30 rock. I don't know if you guys have seen 30 rock. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. It's, it reminds me of that where it is super quick, but it is still funny and everything like not everything, but like even the quickest stuff, they don't, it's not like a sitcom where they make you wait for like laughter or like to mm-hmm. really get a joke and milk it. Like they will do a really funny joke and then move right on. Um, and it still is that, which was great to see. Um, the only thing I'll say, and like the writing is still, still so good. Like everything you say is he goes up one side of me and down the other, whatever. I love just, that line. Yeah. That's a great, right. Line. Yeah. The writing is just, on, is, is top notch. And mm-hmm. when he, choice is like, uh, uh, he's talking, saying when they're finally dating, saying when it's finally dating, um, what's, uh, yeah, well, no one's called that out. You're right, uh, right? It was, it was like, okay, it happened. Big one. Squeeze. Uh, uh, no, she, she didn't get the squeeze it from her, but they were flirting all last week. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry, all last season. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, right. That's official. That was cool to see. But then Shorzy giving him shit, being like, you don't have to be all tea about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, um, those. That's my overall. I I think it was a a decent intro. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, it's week one, but um, I, I I won't lie. I think I like the first episode of the last season, the pilot, a little better. Sure. Um, but because there was a lot more there, I do wish they did more. I don't watch the Canadian commentary commentators, so I don't know them that well. But mm-hmm. um, I do wish they did the whole RA thing. That was kind yeah. of funny and yeah. uh, and kind of piled on him. But mm-hmm. um, it was cool, and I thought that uh, they did a good. It was a decent and uh, generous first episode, given what we expect. So all right. So let's move on to our ratings and Matt, you're up first again, uh, just to remind our audience because, and, and to remind my, my, my panelists, cause it's been that long. Our, we have a three, a three score rating system, fresh clearance or compost, fresh being the best clearance being good and compost being forget about it. So Matt, what would you give this first episode of season oh. two? So for before I want to add a little extra commentary, yeah, for sure. um, and then I'll give my rating. I do want to quickly applaud what I'll say the evolution, the production side of mm-hmm. this show, especially when comparing. Because I know there's a lot of crossover crew between, as we know, between Letterkenny and Shorzy. There are some some differences, but um, I know we've talked about Letterkenny. There's a lot of very formatted ways they do things and we love it but it's very static and when they came into shorzy they started to play a lot more mm-hmm. um a lot more tracking shots zooms pans like they're really having some fun i know uh, our buddy billy buttry there has a big stake in that um but it's given the entire production a lot more wiggle room to have some fun with the cameras and explore what they can do at season one, we saw some of that, and mm-hmm. I love right out of the gate in episode one here, you're seeing that too, like the tracking shots down the hallways, you know, coming up into the onto the ice there. You know, they, they've got their their standard um, 
pan along the ice as they're all lined up. Like I love those shots. They're very much power shots and they, and they just set the tone with their music and everything. And of course, Drew McLeod, I think, uh, I apologize. Casey called him uh, Kyle Martin. I think is the, one of the other editors. Yeah. We got to get the uh, other editor on. Cause yeah, uh, Drew, on the show, yeah, Drew's these great. guys, yeah. we know after you guys, I, I wasn't there for the Drew interview, but I, I listened to it. Mm-hmm. You know, the banter is so tight, but a big part of that is because of the editors, right? They're able to really bring that together because they do their best to do it in the moment. But yeah. those little moments that they they are able to tighten up those shots just that sell the show so much more so i really love the tone they've set in episode one in terms of redefining their style again and like this is shorzy here's what we're about the music um sets it so you know pay plays a card they really set the tone mm-hmm. um so because of that um yes i i think there was a few gaps in story i think there's some reasonings behind it that maybe uh, we're out of control. I don't not out of the control of 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 what they're working with. I don't know, um, but I'm still going to give this one. It's not a high fresh, but I'm going to give it a fresh mm, um, okay. because I I really enjoyed them kind of bringing us back in, and um, I, I I think they did a really good job of setting that tone. Okay, uh, let's see. Um, it's the first episode of season two. I'm. Don't get me wrong. I'm thrilled. Shorzy's back. I, I I loved seeing it, watching it. The energy, everything about it was 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 on point. Um, but I got to give it room to grow. And this one here, uh, just yeah, grow or not? Just show yeah. It's, it it um. I was disappointed in kind of what he you know he did this in Letter Kenny many many times where we were so uh, like cranked up for that from that that Victor. cliffhanger, and then when we get to the next episode the storyline gets dropped not or dropped or they go through it really quickly to get onto the next story. And I get it. These are six episode seasons and they need to get to the next story as quickly as possible. But just a few things. Yeah. Shorzy losing his shit in the locker room. Wasn't funny. I get it. Like it's part of the, the, the as Victor would say, said, you know, that's, that's how he learned how to motivate. And so he's doing the same thing. Um, but again, and I got to give this one a room to grow. So I'm only giving it a clearance, but I mean, clearance still means I, I enjoyed it. I just, I can't give it a fresh. It wasn't one of those things like, you know, wow. Uh, I can't believe how good this episode was. It was, it was, I was happy to be for sure as it'd be back, but I, I want to see more. Victor, put this blue spatula <laughs> down. Come on. Shame, shame on you. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and just this- the lack of steak so far. I'm, I'm just not happy with, with go. Yeah. yeah. Go have a steak. <laughs> feeling hungry go have a steak okay get off your diet um you know <laughs> this episode didn't have any gaps it it fixed what was broken in season one and that is a ridiculous premise nothing was so broken it, in season whoa. one. they you know broken. i love season didn't one you give it I a love, good yeah. i love yes yes yeah, he, but, every everyone but, except the first episode and that's because of the whole three team I, lo- I actually really like the premise in season one mm-hmm. i thought it was yeah, yeah, of course you would you also took your kids to see a fake <laughs> spaceship instead of seeing a real <laughs> you go you on space mountain you tell me <laughs> i have a better chance of going on space mountain every day for the rest of my life than i do going to space yeah yeah you went how many how many back times did you go back to that queue to only to be disappointed <laughs> oh you no that was tron disa- i didn't ride yeah, tron. Whatever. space mountain was like it was quick on and off i loved it yeah nobody would have turned you away from the shuttle uh that's all i gotta say about that um anyway <laughs> at what this, cost <laughs> this episode was fine it wasn't it wasn't hilarious. So it was a clearance. Fine is a clearance. 
Fresh is great. Okay, fine Clarence, is clearance. Settle down. Uh, <laughs> this episode was fine in terms of yes, it wasn't like fall off the chair funny, mm -hmm. though. The, the the parts that are supposed to be funny were funny. And mm -hmm. that's the chirping on the ice yeah. with every team. Um, I've you heard know, better chirping I'll, from Shorzy. I'll save the okay. best chirp for last. But uh -huh. uh, it was it was it was perfect. The every every all the on ice mm -hmm. activity, everything from the uh, montage at the beginning to the pre skate to the post skate to the every everything was perfect on the ice. Mm -hmm. Yes, you don't like how he motivated the team. Mm -hmm. They they need to bring in some stakes in yes. terms of why is, why sure is he so hyped about this? What the heck is going on? Mm -hmm. There's more to be discovered there's layers there's mm -hmm. there's layers to the sanya that need to be unpeeled and we've got a few episodes ahead of us to enjoy yeah it, it's setting the tone in the episode he was talking about setting the tone so this episode is setting the tone for the season you don't want to blow the load in the first episode you got to start things slow <laughs> and then slowly rev up i mean i don't understand what's hard to understand about this nothing hard. anyway so that's why i gave it a clearance yeah with a clearance for this first episode oh. they got things wrong in in season one episode uh -huh. one they fixed those things in season two episode one kudos to Kitos or whatever <laughs> <laughs> sorry kudos to Kitos. i'm putting that on a t-shirt kudos to Kitos. <laughs> Dude, I'm glad you did it, not me. On the live stream, Trace says, I can't believe I'm agreeing with Victor. But anyway, go on, Victor. Anyway, so there you go, everybody. Get in your pickup trucks, honk mm -hmm. your horns. This was a good episode. Mm -hmm. And that's all I got to say. But okay. what was your rating? I'm yeah. sorry. I missed it in the rant. <laughs> the rating was clearly a fresh. Clearly, right. clearly it was. Awesome, so angry. She's trying to enter the room. It's like, awesome, you got to wait until the episode's over. Is she really? Yeah. <laughs> Ten. <laughs> I think it's because oh, yeah. you said keto instead of keto. <laughs> She's oh. like, that's it, I'm coming in. <laughs> that's because of your stupid keto diet that you're on. I got all confused. It's so fucking Oh, good. my God. Uh, Ten. What's your rating for this minute. episode? Um. You know, I need some Montreal spice with all this steak talk. That's all I know. <laughs> um, okay. So, um, oh my gosh. Okay. So what are we rating this on really? Like, is it, is it, are we rating it on funny? Are we rating it? Like, are we saying this is a comedy? You're rating it on your thing. On and your enjoyment funny, of the episode. Then that is if funny equals fresh. No, no not necessarily. We've never made rules about this. Yeah, it's no. how you feel. About the episode, I know, yeah. but you guys seem to be putting it the, into categories. If no, it makes no, you no, laugh, well, this is what on. I keep on hearing. If husband. it makes you Only laugh, then you in, give in it a fresh. Hold on, in all fairness, like mine, I, I enjoyed the episode, but I why I made my point at the end is I put a lot of weight in the production value that I really enjoyed. That's what pushed me into and not a high, but a, a, a fresh. I really love what they're doing with the tone. Victor is fanboy and evolution. He loves it. Al sees room for growth. Mm. So we're all looking at it from different angles. Now, Tanya, you go. <laughs> oh, I thank you, Matt. Is that clear for you? Tell us what a great job the ladies did it's in this episode and give them a, a high praise for that. By the way, uh, just so you know, we, we're doing MVPs as well or game sticks. So, uh, oh, I had that down, but I wasn't okay. quite sure. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and, and you know what? We hadn't spoke about or talked about uh, Shorzy with Laura Moore at the very end at the bar. Mm-hmm. There's there's that that's also happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and there that was not mentioned. So I just wanted to make sure well, it's that... It's a good thing you're, it's your turn and you can mention it. That's exactly. Um, and then I also wanted to say I was a wee bit disappointed. Just a wee bit. Just a wee bit. <laughs> that Shorzy didn't cry when he got the cup. Like, he cries for the Canada National Anthem... But he didn't cry when he got the cup, like the biggest moment in his life. Like the excitement was there. Mm -hmm. But where was the Shorzy that like is hitting Sanguinette and like holding back a tear because he like I I feel like there should have been a tear. You could. Yeah, I feel like he could have. Yeah. Right. Like that that should have. We didn't get really a close up of his face, though. I mean, it was a quick month. It was a montage, right? Yeah. I'm yeah, but I'm going to give you that one, Dan. Right? Thank you. Thank you. Incidentally, I just uh, I thought it was a really cool touch at the end there because you you brought up the scene with with Shorzy and Laura Moore at the yeah. bar where they're talking to each other. They showed them while Nat is saying, was it Nat or Zeke was saying how Shorzy commits? Like, yes. He's like, I'll give him that. He commits, and and they they say that while they're showing him that talking he's to, committing to, to still, yeah. you know, trying to hit her up. Mm-hmm. So that was, and that's happening. Yeah, that was yeah. kind of a neat little touch. Yeah. Uh, listen, I have no issues with the episode. It was a good episode. There was no, nothing that offended me. Like other than that, the, the scene with the, in the um, locker room and he was knocking away all the ice creams. I thought he went a little too far. Mm. Hey, um, fish hasn't scored in how many games? <laughs> <laughs> Victor's I, ready to go punch fish. I know, but he's a cutie patootie, so really, he can score anytime he wants. Um, Zig, yeah. Um, like I, I had no issue, really, really. Like, yeah, there, there was, I was that wasn't a, a touchy feely moment. I get that maybe that is the way coaching is done. Um, there wasn't anything, as Al said, that put it over the top. Um, but there wasn't anything that really set it back either. So um, I, again, if we're if we're putting this in terms of did it make me laugh? There was moments, um, but did it offend me? No, not not like aggravatingly so. Or mm-hmm. um, so really, I don't I don't think that there's any <laughs> I don't think that there's any way to really rate this as a bad. Um, and but clearance it, isn't bad. Remember, clearance is right in the middle. Clarence is in the middle. You didn't it's hate so it. Good. You didn't love it. You eat it it's that just day. Good. Yeah. In all fairness, I only shop Clarence because <laughs> that's what cheaper. I'm allowed to shop. <laughs> that's I can't afford I the new fucking shit. inflation except, these days. Everything's except for here. the yogurt, but you're not allowed to eat it. We know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I'll put it in the pocket of Clarence. Oh um, wow! Cool. I, yeah. Wow. I, well, I I didn't see you going that way. I didn't see hubby influencing you that. I much, don't know. Uh, like it's, I think it's, he influenced. I think you were going to go is. fresh. I was going to go fresh. Your mind last 10 I'm seconds. I'm very very teeter totter. I like I feel yeah, like yeah. Matt. Blink twice. I I feel I feel like Matt. <laughs> like it could distress. be a low fresh. But like what's the next one then? Low fresh, high clearance. Just like three stars. There's, so. there's, there's three options. Yeah. Um, Al just makes up tears beyond that. <laughs> So Tanya, what you no no pressure? What's your final answer? Both <laughs> a fresh clearance. <laughs> pick one. Pick one. Doesn't I, matter. I, I pick four. I just I it goes well, here here. Uh, you know what? Nowhere. You guys want a fresh? Let me. Uh, Jared's probably gonna listen to this. Is, is he now? 
Jared, I love you. I love you. Don't, don't, you know. I it really, I don't. I was coming into it with a fresh. I, I, but there, again, there wasn't anything over, over, over the top. She's so, decisive. So Clarence, okay. Yeah. Get, yeah, or maybe I can go with Matt with a low fresh. There you go. If you there want, you go. is that what you want? A low fresh? It's I'll so put, fresh. You want to go with your with Matt or with your silly husband? With your silly husband. Okay, I'm putting down fresh. I, right. We need to move on. Okay. Gabe, what are you giving yeah, this episode? That went well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of I'm out of practice. I don't want people to think that I'm influencing her in any way. If she was coming in with a fresh, then it's a fresh. I was That's fine. coming in, but yeah. I've been talked. I've been talked to. Uh, mm-hmm. Other ways before. Yeah. Liz is like, you know, there's no money in this, right? Yeah. There's like, there's no- He's writing it on the paper like it's going to go anywhere other than <laughs> that piece of paper. Yeah. Oh my. No, it's going to go on our website. Anyway, Gabe, what do you give this uh, episode? So um, I am 1 million percent with you, Al. Mm-hmm. I think it's, uh, well, actually, I already said, wow, I just went to the end right there um, <laughs> and told you my rating. Uh, I'll say why. Um, yeah. It's, uh, so they have raised our Shorzy has raised the standards to me in mm-hmm. terms of like the whole Letterkenny universe, um, in terms of like sports shows, um, like the production, the writing is mm-hmm. so good. And I think we've been really we were really spoiled with last season and hopefully this season too, later on, or like you know, this this was a great episode. It wasn't bad by any means. Um, but to say that it was like stellar or fresh, I, I would just say it was was good yeah um but you know there was uh yeah there was like the uh uh getting so pissed at uh at everyone was just out of character and then the the commentators were it was that was a little different Mm -hmm. uh they're you know they're not actors but either way i think that there was just uh um i don't know it was it was okay Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and i maybe i'm just hard to please but um i just wish there was more um I don't know, maybe more chirping or more the the comedy, but I also realized that they had to answer or like sit, maybe this is just a setup episode, right? It's the first episode, yeah. so maybe that's why. Um, but I, it was a good episode. Um, mm-hmm. I just, uh, yeah, I wish some more things were explained, and um, yeah, we got more context or a little more insight into how last season ended. Um, and uh, yeah, but again, it, it was it was good. It was so good. you're giving it a. I'm giving it a clearance. Clearance, Gabe. I'm with you. And because, you know, you, you've witnessed the voting that goes on in the Academy Awards and stuff. So I feel like, you I mean, know, you know better than, than these I mean, nutsacks here. So you're going, uh, you're going that, angle. Is that what you're doing. You're going there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know all now, you know, anyway, that's, that's awesome. All right, let's move on to the game stick. Matt, who are you giving the game stick to in this episode? Uh, AKA I had a real hard time. And, mm-hmm. and I'll be honest out of the gate. It was Shorzy, but I, I agree. His, his over intensity threw me off. Yeah. So I can't reward that behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, there was a real across the board presence from everyone. Um, and what stuck with me is going to be the dynamic duel of Corey and Liam. That setup and that gimmick in the uh, in the stands just killed me. Like when he was talking into mm-hmm. his mic, and <laughs> that and, and I and I hope they keep with that one because that is a gimmick I can get behind, and I and it brings them off the ice puts them up in front of the camera and those two are really good together um their chemistry is great so i, I want to see more of that and cool for that reason it's it's cory and liam i love it yeah great pick um <clears throat> i'm with you um shorzy 
would be the one who got this, except for that kind of scene was a little, you know, tense and, and not funny and, and whatever. It is what it is. Um, so I'm actually going to go with Zeig because Ooh. I love the interactions between her and Shorzy throughout this entire uh, mm. episode. Uh, and like she was, she was giving it as much as she was taking it. I really enjoyed it. And at the end there, I really enjoyed her forgetting herself for a second there and actually complimenting Shorzy, but then turning, you know, walking it back yeah. and saying uh, he's still an ugly slut, mm-hmm. but right. Uh, and so, yeah, I really enjoyed a uh, in this episode. So I'm going to give the game stick to her. Victor. I can't believe the 10 ply snowflake behavior you're showing towards <laughs> wow. George. He, he was so much more cruel in every single letter. Can you seen that he's ever been in uh, that you guys admired? No, he was cruel with, with, it was he clever. Was funny. Cruel. Now he's he just, there was funny. nothing clever. It was toilet oh, no. humor. What are you talking about? It was funny. It wasn't it was clever. Funny. It was the most. And you know what? From what I remember, I don't think I ever gave Shorzy uh, MVPs in Letterkenny either. I just found him oh, funny. Some of you, some of you did. Some of you did. <laughs> so who's yours who's your mvp anyway the mvp clearly is the is the mvp is is the produce the best chirp and that's keller c because (laughs) you know putting a missing child inside that thing is the right thing to do so you're giving the mvp to the letter c on keller okay correct you seen the size of that thing though like yeah yeah, that's fair it's a big fuck off c that's right okay Keller's C and Victor's back to his. And, he's yeah. in game form. He's in mid-season form already. <laughs> Holy shit. Here we go again. Form. Ten. Go. Um, I'm gonna have to give it to my girl Nat. Nat. She, uh, she her. I, I found her really good when uh, she was talking about. Yeah, maybe the calendar wasn't such a great idea. <laughs> Um, but at the same time, you know, doing what she needs to do to make things work and, uh, keeping and, and trying to keep Shorzy in place. Like she was, she watched the whole thing. She was pointing out Shorzy, you know, trying to keep the, the guys at their, their, the height and, uh, you know, that they keep on trying to, uh, get the asses and yeah. Yeah. All right. Nat. So Gabe, who do you have, who are you giving a game stick to? Oh man, I, well, I was gonna say, like, uh, it's tough, man. You can you can say the same as somebody else, right? You don't have to be right. original, so it's up to you. Well, I was thinking Michaels, just because Ooh. he's so mistreated and he does he's he's <laughs> barely killing it too, though. Yeah. Like, he needs that, some love. It needs some love. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's best goalie in the league, mm-hmm. a small league, but best goalie. And something's in the league going on with him. To, yeah, something. Yeah, he's weird. Goalies are always weird. Yeah, goalies. Are um, but uh, no. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, I'd give it to Michaels. Uh, I know he did only had didn't have uh, much in the episode, um, but it was uh, I think he needs some love. And I think he uh, it sounds like he's the reason that they got to where they are mm-hmm. uh, or a big part of it. So um, and and uh, yeah, I'm excited to see uh, how the rest of the season goes. With so on the live stream, Cassie agrees with you and she says, yes, Gabe. Yes. So uh, she's happy. I'm sure as he knocked his stick away. Yeah. Michael's stick. I know he knocked everyone's oh. stick away, though. Like yeah. Michael, why none of us are stick. rewarding him for his bad behavior. Yeah. Well, Victor wants to reward him, but he gave it but to Keller's scene. But instead. he didn't. So that's all right. All right, guys, that, that, that's been great. I, I really miss doing this. So just going to move on really quickly. We have a couple of uh, quick news items. Uh, one of them is, you know, you know, we knew this day was going to come. Um, and unfortunately here it is today. Uh, news came out uh, that, uh, Season 12 of Letterkenny is going to be the final season of Letterkenny. Uh, it, oh, Gabe looks like he didn't know this news. 
So I knew that oh, okay. Shorzy was renewed for a third, third season. I didn't know this was the last season of Letter. Yeah, mm-hmm. literally yeah. announced earlier today. Yeah, I'm Oh my gosh. Yeah. So here's um the release from Bell Media. Six all new episodes drop on Christmas Day in Canada, and and on Hulu is Boxing Day. Uh, the series is celebrated by media as a little masterpiece of Can- Canadiana. Uh, the world of Letter Kenny lives on with Shorzy, uh, which is set to return for a third season on Crave. But yeah, season 12 is going to be their final season uh, after 75 episodes and eight specials. Uh, and they've won 12 Canadian Screen Awards. They, you know, they they had nothing else to prove and and good for them to to go out on top. But it is sad. And and I mean, 12 is going to be, mm. I think the, the waterworks are going to come out, I think, when, mm. when everyone's watching 12, knowing that yeah. this is... And but boy, have you seen the trailer? I know. Holy. <laughs> I showed Tanya the trailer at lunch. Katie that's is a, hot. That's a Holy hot trailer. Holy hell. Yeah. Oh my um, God. That girl is like. Yeah. I, I want to make sure I, I took it in. So I gave it a, a watch. Right. I just. <laughs> did you. A couple did you of watches. I just want, watch? to, I didn't want to make sure I didn't miss anything. Often right. there's like a little Easter egg. I, I haven't had a chance to see it yet. Over uh, and over and over again. Well, I, I got to make sure. You know what? All all I have to say about that trailer is that you should really not smoke in the forest. (laughs) With all the forest, with all the forest fires, that was the takeaway. I was like, she's smoking hot, and she's smoking. I think the forest is going down, and maybe she might. Katie's the reason for for all the fires this summer. (laughs) It all makes sense. Katie, only love, only love, girl. Lead by example, (laughs) son of a bitch. Sorry, New York. I know Gabe, you got all the smoke and it was from Katie. Yeah, it was Katie. She was, it was like orange in Manhattan. Burning it down. It was orange. Oh my burning God. it down. You shouldn't smoke in the forest, people. Holy crap. That's but good. she's smoking hot. <laughs> Holy hell. That girl's good. All right. And then the second bit of news, and it's a little bit happier. And I I, I need to set this up though. I need to rewind. We need to go back in time. Oh. This well, is fun. To episode zero of this podcast. And that's all we have for this episode. Next week, we'll begin episode recaps with season one. Episode one. Oh, wait, wait, stop. What? Stop everything. Uh-oh. Uh, pod, uh, podcastawards.com. Yes. Is it too early to ask people to go and vote? So early. So early, Victor. <laughs> all right. All right. So, all right. <laughs> let's, let's get a few episodes under our wing. <laughs> Let's see if we even, you know, follow through with this. Uh, Great clip. Appreciate your excitement, Victor. I mean, I yeah, really do. I really like your enthusiasm. And you know what? Uh, maybe we will submit, or at least, you know, it'd be great as if we can get Toronto Mike to interview us. That that'll be. I'll feel like uh, we've we've succeeded if that happens. I know a guy who has an in. So we'll <laughs> yeah, <see>. exactly. <laughs> can I start the closing theme now, Victor? Do I have okay, your permission? It needed to be said. All right, here we go. Great call. That's all we have. For this so, episode next week. Well played. Th- that was three years ago. Episode zero. That's the one that uh, I've labeled. You can skip this. Before we in- reviewed any episodes, before we interviewed any actor. <laughs> when we were like, <laughs> what are we doing here? Victor. We like what's to going play on the in the world? Game with foreshadowing. <laughs> Victor's like, maybe we should submit for some awards. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's all to say. I submitted for an award uh, this month, and we've been nominated by the Canadian Podcast Awards in the category of an outstanding film and television series. So, yes, uh, you know what? I'm going to pat our back a little bit here. Yeah, it feels good. 
Victor, awesome. Victor yeah. called it all, you know, who knew? And, and I love his coming, Victor. Who yeah. <laughs> so, um, yes, it's, it's, it's an honor to be nominated and hold, you know, the, the awards ceremony. So now it's going to happen. Uh, cause I, this happened last year with my work podcast. We got nominated. We need to record an acceptance speech. So <laughs> as if we're, we won the award, but we won't know whether we won it until the actual awards ceremony. So that'll be fun to do. But uh, yeah, uh, fingers crossed. Uh, it'd be nice. I mean, it already it's already nice to say that we're an award-nominated podcast, but it would be nice Super to say. Super cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's the news. That's um, amazing. A bit of bad. Really, really cool. Follow, Thank yes. you. Thank you. Really cool. Anyway, let's uh, let go around the horn with some final comments. Matt, you're first. Um, first off, Gabe, welcome to the family, bud. Uh, so mm-hmm. great to me. So great to have you. You need uh, to join the Discord, Gabe. You yeah. need to. Oh. Literally, I'm on the Discord site right now, and I have it on my phone. I have the app. What is? I'm trying to find it. Oh, I, I need to send you the the, the, the invite I still, link. Then I still can't figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm so, I'm okay, so I'll sorry. email you an invite link because you and then you. Everyone's can join. super nice, but holy Hannah, do they talk like 400 <laughs> messages a day? Like it's a, a wee bit right overwhelming. In, <laughs> I'm a New Yorker. <laughs> All yes. right, so, you yeah. can handle it. There you go. I have the, um, yeah, the link. The link you sent me, I think it's expired. Yeah, yeah, so it expires after over, seven uh, days. So I'll send you a new link yeah. and then. Uh, so yeah. Welcome to the community. Welcome mm-hmm. to the fam. We, we love you, bud. You, you killed it tonight. Um, these are so fun. I love these recap episodes. They're, mm-hmm. they're always my, always some of my favorites. Uh, and I'm glad that we're diving into Shorzy 2 finally. And the next uh, five weeks to come will be just as exciting. So uh, great to be back. Hanging out with y'all. Love it. Let's keep it going. Yeah, I agree with, you, with uh, Matt. Uh, it's great to do these again. Uh, I had to go and dig out an old script so I knew all the, the different uh, segments that we usually do. Because see, you didn't even remember. No, well, yeah, it's all written yeah. down. That's all in my script here. But anyway, uh, Gabe, you did a great job. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm glad we were able to make it work. I mean, you went through. You literally jumped through some hoops to to come on because uh, you you live in a yeah. studio. Your wife goes to bed early, so you're actually at a buddy's house to so they can join us. So you're oh not wake, you don't wake her up. I mean. I felt so because I committed to it and I didn't want to, uh, you know, it's day of too. And yeah. I just, there's a lot going on. So I was like, and I love the podcast. I was like, I got to do it. So, appreciate um, it. I mean, we appreciate this, you. Yeah. yeah. I'm and in this Marriott. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I'm so, so, like so glad I you, swear you to God, it's not, I swear to God. Yeah. So glad but, you can make it work. You. And we appreciate also your, your patronage on like your, your yeah, absolutely. So. And you wouldn't be the first person to join us from a hotel room. No, so no, no. <laughs> or a car. We've had people join us from their car before. With tornadoes in the, in the background. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Victor. Yeah, um, I, I I think I'll save my piece entirely for Gabe. You you really brought it. Uh, I really appreciate that. Uh, you know, un- use understanding that I'm probably going to be a fan of all the episodes. You kind of taken over the torch as being the antagonist in the show. So I, I it, you know, I, I appreciate you know kind of coming in and being being the stuntman for me a little bit. Uh, which you're, you're probably going to get a little bit of hate, which is which is fine, but. You know what? Al and Tanya are with you there, so they're going to take a little bit of hate as well. No, so. Tanya gave it a fresh. Yeah, but she's, she was a, she was sitting on a fence, so it, <laughs> it, you know uh, she, she was a bit of a pushover there. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, <laughs> you were awesome. Uh, I think it will be great to have you back soon, uh, and 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 I think it will be really nice to have you back and review one of the Letter Kenny episodes in the future for a season twelve because uh, uh, that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so, so thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you. 
Um, I, so many thank yous, uh, Trace and Liz. Thank you so much for the poem at the top oh, of the yes, uh, yes, show. Yes. That was amazing. Once again, uh, thank you, Gabe, for coming out. It was a pleasure meeting you. I love the insight that you brought. I love all the points that you made. Um, I also wanted to say that what you were talking about with the banter in the show, um, I, I I appreciate that Shorzy is actually a wee bit slower than Letterkenny because mm-hmm. you can I, I feel like I'm actually getting some of those jokes and, and some of those chirps. Um, cause letter Kenny is just so fast paced and like the alphabet aerobics that they do, it's Especially so hard yeah. and you have to watch it several times in order to catch all of them. Cause they go so it's, fast. It's brilliant. Brilliant marketing. It, it is good, <laughs> yeah. but I, I appreciate letter Kenny or sorry, that Shorzy is just a wee bit slower than that. And you can really grab all of them mm-hmm. and, yeah. uh, it's just so much fun. Um, I'm, I'm just, again, so happy, uh, season two is happening again, uh, or happening and, uh, that we get to have homework again. Um, and yeah, this was just a, a great night. Thank you so much. Gabe, last word goes to you. Yeah. Thank you. This was so fun. I don't want it to end and I want to do another one. This was so cool. Um, really serious. I'm not saying that, um, genuinely thank you guys so much for having me. And I'm really, <laughs> I'm so sorry about the runaround before all this. No, um, been, all. You were so patient. I was, I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And then just like ghosted and uh, is dealing with a lot um, otherwise. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. Dude, I, um, at the end I, of the day, go. you said yes, yes and you're here. So that's yeah. what counts. And, and also in all fairness, I think you showed up about 30 seconds after Tanya. So. <laughs> yeah. It's not like <laughs> you were that say, late. I was yeah. late. I, they don't know, but I was, yeah. I was very late too. I was like, I was like, I gotta, I don't try yeah. to get the Wi-Fi set up and uh, uh, I don't know his password. It was just, um, so <laughs> and anyway, if your friend watches it too, tell him to come in next round. Yeah. I was going to say, mm-hmm. I'm not going to make him watch this. There and you go. He's going to say, and I'm going to give him as much crap. And like, look, everyone else did the same thing. <laughs> That's <laughs> how Al did it to me. Um, Might as well do but, it to him. Uh, but no, thank you guys so much um, for having me on. And this is amazing. Um, and uh, I really, I, I listen to other podcasts that are like, um, uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not a Patreon to any other podcast, but I listen to a lot of podcasts, like comedy podcasts, mm-hmm. but you guys are, I always um, admired the banter and dynamic that you guys have. And like, oh, the, you, you talk about like your days or like how things went or how you guys are doing. I mean, and a lot of Disney the, this week. Yeah. Sorry. A lot of Disney this week. Yeah. Which is <laughs> great. Exciting. Hey. All right. Hey, it's my, super my, exciting. My girlfriend and I are trying to go Disney as well. So oh, I want to know about the Tron ride, you know, yeah. um, we're going <laughs> to figure that out. Well, stick around. Um, yeah, stick around for the after party. You guys can talk Disney all you want. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but no, thank you guys so much. Um, and uh, yeah, no, and I think it's going to be a good season. Um, I I really trust Jared Kiso. Like I think that uh, Kiso is he knows what he's doing. He's always very smart I, from what I've seen. And Letter Kenny, you know, again, like it, like you said, like the um, the cadence in Letter Kenny is always mm-hmm. very non emotional. And Shorzy, it is so much more emotional. Mm-hmm pitch changes and Shorzy's voice alone is just so much higher that like I think it's um I think this episode set the stage for a great season and like a continued successful season as we had last um mm-hmm. last year too so or yeah. it was a lot yeah last year yeah. it's been so long I know it has awesome been. and uh our buddy Jay who's in the live stream and is also our guest for next week he he said good work way to set the the high bar for a first timer because he's also coming on as for his first episode next oh, week right on. Yeah. he missed an opportunity to say way to set the tone like, yeah um oh, all right come on Jay really nice. I'm playing us, really nice I'm playing us <laughs> off here with a song from today's episode the last song here alone girl by gray killer let's listen to it for a bit <laughs> Thank you.
And that's all we have for this episode. Next week, we review episode two of season two, Skill versus Will, with our buddy Jay. Uh, don't forget, you can use the promo code PROSTAND for 20% off any purchase at DiabolicalCoffee.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, please tell a friend. Also, follow us on most social media outlets at Pod. Thank you for joining us. Now we're going to go drink to the last season of Letter Kenny in the after party tonight. On behalf of Gabe, Tanya, Victor, Matt, and myself, thank you for listening, and have a great week.